Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You are now listening to the hottest true crime podcast in the streets. Hello and welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder. I'm Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. Oh! What up? Fran, how are we doing, man? How's life? How's 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 the, the Lord blessing you these days? You know, talk to me. Um everything's deep, good, man. It's, it's, it's nothing new going on right now. No. Kids first week of school. Well, one kid's first week of school. Uh, second week of school. Second week of school. Second week done. Of school. Yeah, man. It's just uh she comes home and I go, you know how well I have her call me every time she gets when she soon she gets home. Mm-hmm. She called me and I go, um, so how was school? Good. And it was like, I had gym today and I was like, okay. <laughs> Did you learn anything? Did you do anything interesting? Is that it? Did you do anything? No. We did phonics. So, okay, tell me about phonics. I don't remember. I was like, <laughs> chip, off, I? chip off the old block, man. <laughs> yeah. Chip off the old block. Make sure that day is more full next time you ask her. Like, yeah. Would you meet a new friend? I'd be at her like, listen, I'm a whole, I'm a grown-ass adult. I have a job. Yeah. My day was very interesting. <laughs> I had several routes. You need yeah. to come with more. You need yeah. you need more happening in your day. Yeah, she talked about, she, she, she told me about her friends. Uh, mostly boys. I'm like, where are the, where are the, do you have, where are the girlfriends? You don't have any girlfriends in the class? <laughs> no, she might be yeah, like a tomboy type of, she likes male energy more than girls, man. I know a lot of girls like yeah, that. I don't know, but it's just like, she sometimes, goes, sometimes girls can be harsh, man. Kids, your barrettes kids are harsh, Your barrettes though. aren't the, the, the new ones, the yeah. new swag. And then now they're all laughing at you, snickering. Yeah, but the ki- bunch of kids are just like brutally honest. And she's yes. like, I ain't supposed to be my friend, but she said no, cause she's, she's somebody else's friend. I go, damn. Well, I don't move on to the next. I guess I don't. I don't know, man. Sounds like your kid's a real loser. But you know, I'm sure that I'm sure you know. Don't don't, I, I will shut all <laughs> this. <down. laughs> don't get disrespectful. And I'm just saying, man. Some some kids, you know, are out <laughs> riding in limousines, living the fast life. You know, going to buffets. Why are you still living on that moment, man? It was a it was a really cool moment for me. Was it? Yeah. You went to Golden Corral in a limousine. In a limousine. No, no. Stretch. No, no. A stretch. No. In a limousine, in you, a you're saying it like it in a like, stretch. That's limousine. A, that's a really cool part of it, and you're saying it like in a limousine. In a limousine you know, it's like, I went to Golden Corral, yeah, in, in like a, 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 a 1991 a lim- limousine. No, no, it was more like a 1997 limousine, sure. but it was 2002. What? But you so that's not you that old. You couldn't do anything. It's in pre-owned. It. It's a pre-owned limousine. Absolutely. With a, do, you do it like what? With in a holy road in it. A holy moly fucking Lamar Odom jersey. 
<laughs> that you found. First of all, at the time of that me having that jersey, Lamar Odom was an incredibly dynamic player. I don't think we had seen anybody like him in the league at the time. Not like a on point the, forward. Not on the Los Angeles Clippers. That's fine. You know, he was doing his thing there, though. Sure. So, you know, so. You like, had a throwback before the throwback? Yeah. I had I had to throw forward. Like, they, we had no idea the potential that Lamar Odom had when I sure. got that jersey. I had foresight. Yeah, but you, but you didn't buy it. That doesn't mean that I didn't have the foresight. I said I saw that. I saw that jersey hanging in a pile of my dad's dirty laundry, and I was like, I'm going to tuck, tuck this in my pants and take it you to my house. Because Does he know you took it? No, he doesn't no. care. He wasn't even there when I, st- when I took it. I was How at my know? grandparents' house. I wasn't oh, okay. at his house. Right. He, didn't t- he didn't come take me. Over to me. <laughs> he didn't spend time with me. What do you think? Are you stupid? What if he like, hit you up one day like, hey, you remember that Lamar Odom jersey? That would be, very, would be very much that like when I, st- when, I, when I stole the money from that, uh, the Matrix <laughs> DVD from my, from my uh Godfather. I'm yeah. always disappointed in the men in my life, man. I don't know. Yeah. But he's never pulled me up and be like, hey, man, you know, I had a Lamar Odom jersey I had planned on getting signed at yeah. a Washington Wizards game when they played the Clippers. Yeah. And I never found it. Do you know what happened to that? I'd be like, nope. nope. <laughs> it's crazy. I don't even know who Lamar Odom is. Yeah. I'd say that with a straight face in 2021. I bet. All the Kardashian stuff, the fighting Aaron Carter. I'd be like, I don't oh. even know who. Who's Lamar Odom? But that's <laughs> just, got, like, you don't even know who he is. Yeah, I'd be like, I don't even. Lamar, Lamar Odom. Basketball? <laughs> I don't even know. No, no it's crazy. <laughs> But yeah, anyway, man, um, the world is crazy. I had some stuff I wanted to discuss. I don't know if you've been keeping up with Ballgate. It's it's starting to simmer down, but not really. Why did they give it the name Ballgate? Because Nicki Minaj caused an international incident by claiming that (laughs) her cousin's friend or cousin's brother got the COVID vaccine and his balls swelled up and he, he became infertile. Yeah. With no, that's that's not a thing that happens. That's mm-hmm. not true. But she said that to 22 million people on her Twitter. So the problem is that, yeah, whatever. She just said a thing that she heard from a person, heard from a person, heard from a person, right? But when you have the influence and the power in this, in today's age, celebrities are worshipped like uh, deities and people hang on their every word and the stand culture has gotten, gone so out of control. And one of the most toxic stand uh, followings are the Barb's. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar, but the Barb's, yeah. they don't play around. You don't. The last one thing un- until this incident, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not really like, a super into Nicki Minaj, mm-hmm. but one thing I know not to do is let Twitter know that. Never have in my life slandered Nicki Minaj on Twitter because I just know it's going to be a long day for you on Twitter. But this was so outlandish mm-hmm. that. Everybody kind of felt like they had a free pass to be like, what the fuck is Nicki Minaj talking about? And why are people listening to medical advice from Nicki Minaj? Mm -hmm. And it spiraled into this like news coverage and then news coverage. And then like the 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 president of of Trinidad had to come out and go, we could not find anyone here like that at all. We found we looked everywhere. There's no man with swelled balls and infertile. Mm -hmm. That's that's a lie. Like he had to take time out of his day. He said he was upset. Yeah, because they had to look it up because Nicki Minaj said it to 22 million people. It was a really big deal. And then her fans went down to the CDC and protested outside of the thing. And they're like, Nicki Minaj, multi-platinum. I was like, why? (laughs) She stood up and said, don't trust everything. I was like, why? What What world do we live in where celebrities have now accrued this level of power? That now the president has to come out and go, Nicki Minaj can come here. We'd be happy to have her sit down with Dr. Fauci or somebody and explain yeah. to her. Like, it, it became such a thing that they felt it was necessary to, like, in, re-inform or inform Nicki Minaj so she can go to her followers and tell them, hey, y'all, my bad, I was wrong. Which she's not going to do. Mm-hmm. She's now quadrupled down. She went harder than the baby. 
Mm. It's now turned into a free speech issue. And now uh, the right wing has gotten involved and now they're all Nicki Minaj fans and they're like, we need to, I can't believe the Democrats are trying to silence Nikki Lewinsky, the baddest. Nikki Harajuku Barbie, all the whatever, you know, like people in bow ties and uh, conservatives are now uh, championing Nicki Minaj. And the shit is just, it's all just so stupid, man. I just, I'm so sick of the, the taking side stuff mm-hmm. in all aspects and uh, vax, anti-vax. Everybody wants to be on a team and human beings as, as a society is so tribal. And now we're at a point where it's like, oh, I'm vaxxed. You're not vaxxed. So that's like two different, it's like gangs. Yeah. Everything has to be a gang. Yeah. Free speech, not censoring. Sp- everything has to be like, what side are you on? And it's gotten so stupid. But it really gets stupid when somebody says something dumb, gets called out about it, and then turns it into another, a different a reason other than they're wrong. And now it's turned into this firestorm of media. Why, why would she say that, though? What was the point of coming out and saying What happened was... They had the Met Gala, which is a disgusting event where a bunch of rich people. Well, it's just like it's just like this overly indulgent and opulent event where people wear stupid looking clothes. And then everybody on the Internet is like, oh, my God, my faves, your fave could never look at how my fave dressed. Like that's the the only point of the Met Gala. Nicki Minaj was invited to the Met Gala, but the Met Gala was a a vax. You had to be vaccinated to go. Okay, so she goes, oh, child, I don't know. I'm not getting vaccinated to go to the Met Gala. I might get vaccinated for, for another reason, but it, after I do more research. Okay. So she says that. I'm not, she goes, basically, basically, I'm going to summarize her tweets. And I'm, but they're not verbatim what I'm saying, but this was to me how I interpreted the tweets. This is the, sum, the summarization of the tweets. I'm not going to get vaccinated to go to the Met Gala. Now, maybe I will get vaccinated, but I'll do, I have to do a lot more research. Also, I don't know if you heard this part was out of the side of her mouth, even though it was in the tweet. I don't know if you heard about the side effects, but my cousin's brother got the vaccine and his balls swelled up and now he can't have children and his wife left him. So I'm just saying, y'all, just you got to do your research. So now, now, did she say don't take the vaccine? No. Did she say uh, the vaccine will kill you? No. But what she said was as a person with that much influence and 22 million people following her. She said in a tweet, I am not getting the vaccine yet because I haven't done enough research, which is like, what research are you? I hate when people say that because like, you're not going to do any, you're not going to do any research. Just say you don't want to just say that. (laughs) Just say you don't want to get it, but don't say like, well, there's still some more books I need to read. I need to become more, uh, you know, I need to do do some more genetics research. I haven't, I haven't even got vaccinated and I still don't see this. It's like, you don't, when you take aspirin, you don't go, I got to fucking do research. (laughs) Also, and I'm not, I'm not here to, again, I don't want the barbs attacking me, but Nicki Minaj, you don't want the barbs. attacking. I don't want the bro. I'm, I'm trying to tell you it's one of the worst ones. And Barb's, the monsters, Lady Gaga's peoples. I have to try to promote this podcast, man. I need to live on social media. So what they think they're they, they going to... You think I, I want to get on... Every time we go on, I get on the, a podcast Instagram and put up a post, it's like a bunch of bees and uh, wigs. I thought, that, I thought that was the... I thought the bees... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, oh, that's Beyonce. Beehive is Beehive is Beehive is different. Beehive is but Beehive is up there too. It's it's over. It's oh, over. Beehive is be, they'll come to you. Fuck the uh, computer. What'd you say? You claim Beehive? Oh, like and let them be. 
no, no. But anyway, my point is no. So the so the so the barbers can go. Oh, we can't. Oh yeah, we we don't mess with Beyonce. We don't mess with Beyonce. That's a fair. That's that would be a cool, interesting way to try to combat that. Yeah. But my but what I'm trying to say is that's a good point you bring up, and I'm not here to shit on Nicki Minaj. I think you should be able to do whatever to your body that you want. I don't think Nicki Minaj asked any questions when she got ass shots or any of the, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think anybody, mm-hmm. nobody asks any questions when you go and get that stuff done. Nobody's like, well, what kind of uh, liquid is that that you're going to pump up my ass with? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. again, I'm not here to shame. Shoot, you do what you want to your ass, but let's not all of a sudden act like we're looking at the back. Oh, was this, what's in this ribble flavor? I don't eat, I can't eat these uh, rice cakes. I didn't know they had uh dihydrogenated uh, glutamucine in it or you know like fucking long ass nobody reads those things i've seen people that are fucking anti-vaccination right now eat burgers off the floor people that i I went to high school with who i saw do the most grimy disgusting thing at at house parties are like nah man you just need to really pay attention to what you're putting in your body it's just a cra- just say you don't you're you're scared or you don't want to take it or that's fine. whatever just that's but don't make it out like whoa I will once the more research is once the CDC I mean once the FDA approves it or whatever right anyway so like I like but like I was saying she didn't say don't take it but she made a very frivolous statement with a lie wrapped in it to make people afraid and that's what was wrong with what she did You've now you've now dropped this this seed of doubt into something and it grows into this tree of bullshit and lies and made up scenarios and fake cousins and everything. And we saw an example of that with Nicki Minaj. It turned into this whole fucking thing. And the president had to put out a statement by paperwork or something. And the president of another country who I'm sure has other things to do. Had to go look for a man like this was The Fugitive or something. The movie The Fugitive it had to go look for the man with the swollen balls. Because Nicki Minaj said he existed. So I, my, my, my whole point of saying all this is people need to be able, you need to respect your platform, respect the influence that you have, and just choose your words more carefully, man. If you have the influence of over millions of people, thousands of people, hundreds of people, don't just be out here saying frivolous shit, man, because people listen to you. You have influence. You have a power. People follow every word that you say. There were people waiting for, for Nicki Minaj to tweet on a daily basis. So if that person says, don't do this, then they're not doing it. I didn't listen to Jada Kiss or Fat Joe for a decade mm-hmm. because 50 Cent, yeah. Curtis Jackson, was the biggest rapper on the planet, and he said they were trash. Yeah. As I became an adult, I went, wait a minute. Jada, Jada Kiss might nice. be one of the best rappers that has ever rapped. <laughs> yes. But for a decade of my life, I was like, he's trash. Yeah. I would do that yeah. up until like, you know, you were there up to like 15, 16 years old. Yeah, man. I was very dedicated to Me that. Me too. So I didn't listen to Biggie Smalls because I like Tupac, man. Whoa. Yeah, no, but see, that's the power. <laughs> and Tupac was dead. Yeah. He wasn't telling you not to do that, but yeah. he was in his raps. Yes. You, it still resonated with you. Well, I was team Tupac. I get it. Was. I get it. And that's the power <laughs> these that these celebrities had, though. Yeah. And that's, that's now quadruple, quintupled. With now and this a celebrity now with social media and all that stuff, way more power and influence yeah. than rappers and pop stars from the eighties and nineties. Yeah. It's a whole different thing. These people knows what these celebrities do when they wake up, what they eat, who they're dating, yep. who they're fucking on the side. Yep. They know everything. Yeah. It's crazy. So the you you have a responsibility when you have that level of influence to not be dispersing bullshit, man. Even if it's even if it wasn't on purpose. Because Nicki Minaj, there is still, even though she's rich and disconnected, she doesn't know what's really going on out here with the average everyday person. Mm-hmm. She still is from Queens, New York. She's an everyday type of girl still in her mind. 
So she still might move like an everyday sort of girl. Child, I heard from this person, that person, da, 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 text message. My cousin texted me. And she can she thinks it's like okay for her to just tweet that out as if she is a phlebotomist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she just doesn't, you know, just to my friends. I just was telling my friends. But you have 22 million friends. So it's a little different. I didn't know she still had that type of clout. Nicki Minaj? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I thought it was all Cardi B now. I thought it was a... No, Cardi, B Cardi, B, Cardi B's having a moment, but Nicki Minaj is the queen of rap still. Is she? Yes. And I don't even like Nicki Minaj like that, but when you talk about power and influence, no, Nicki Minaj is still very much the one. Hmm. A decade of consistently being... I mean, there was nobody else there, but still, that's a different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> One of the funniest things to me is for like a decade, Nikki, they'd be like, and the winner of the best female rapper who of the year. It? <laughs> like, the run up is like, <laughs> who? MC Light. Like Chanel Monet is a great artist. Janelle I mean, Monet? Oh, sorry. Yeah, Chanel Monet. Janelle Monet is a great artist, but I mean, yeah, like, she's not. A, yeah, come on. <laughs> but they, that's how it was for it'd be like that one year Iggy Azalea was like right, kind oh, of man. right there, you know what I mean? But it was like, no, come not on. really. Like if you wanted, it was like, they can't give LeBron MVP every year. Yeah. She was at, she was at that status. Yeah. But it was different because they still gave it to her. There was a couple years there where I was like, I don't know. Uh, I'm so fancy is a kind of a big song. They could if they wanted to. Yeah. They could give this to Iggy Azalea if they wanted to this BET award, but they didn't. Nah. They still gave it to Nicki Minaj. Yeah. So ten years on top, even if you know she was in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. You know that's an yeah. analogy some people might not get, but she was in the Eastern Conference. There was no competition, but ten years, man. She was the champion for 10 years straight. That matters. So she still has that level of influence. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, Cardi B is very fun. And I like her. Me too. Yeah. She's great. <laughs> and she's very much more entertaining. And she doesn't say stupid shit like that. She yeah. says stupid shit. But it's funny. This wasn't funny. This was just like, why would you say that? That's a lie. Yeah. Do you follow her or you just, you just saw No, her? this was a... I don't care okay. about... I don't care about what's going on in Nicki Minaj. Okay. Whatever. Um, but... This was I couldn't help but see That's this. Crazy. This yeah. was massive. Yeah. The 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 White House had to put out a press release. So that's what happens when you use your platform irresponsibly. And this isn't a this isn't a uh, a matter of like censorship or free speech or she's saying something that people don't like so we we're turning against Nicki Minaj or something. She said something incredibly irresponsible and black people are dying at double the rate of other people from COVID-19. So it's irresponsible for you to say to your largely black audience, don't do something because it'll make you worse off than if you just got the vaccine. That's so dangerous. And that's a whole different conversation about why we're uh, dying at higher rates from COVID-19. But it, it still is a problem. So I just don't like that she did that. It was corny and, and I don't fuck with it. Yeah. But hopefully she... <laughs> She doesn't continue to double down. She's now on like her eighth double down. She doubled down on double downs. I didn't think I'd ever see anybody uh, double down on. Yeah. She's, 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 she's betting the house. But sometimes you could just, if you fucking fight your way through controversy, sometimes you come out the other side. She's big enough to fight her way through it. Anyway, friend, another thing I wanted to discuss, this was, I've been trying to uh, figure out the best way to go about discussing this because it is <clears throat> also... The two things that now going into the next, the other major story that's taken over the country, this is way, this is taken over more than the Nicki Minaj thing at this point. As it should. Yeah, as it should, absolutely. And um, uh, my opinion 
has I want to just preface this with saying my opinion on the things I'm about to say have nothing to do with the person, the person's family, the situation or anything. It's just an observation that I've made and an observation that we've made on this podcast several times because it's kind of like the whole reason we do this podcast. Mm. So uh, last month in August, a young lady named Gabby Petito was traveling through Wyoming with her fiance. They, she quit her job to become a, a travel vlogger, which is like very 2020, right? Like, you know, uh, 2020 happens, things, people's jobs shut down, people lose interest in their job and they decide to follow their dreams. So I think that's a very relatable thing that Gabby Petito was doing. Uh, they got pulled over after some kind of domestic incident. They were got into a fight or something like that. And they were separated by the police. Gabby went to a, Gabby kept the van and her boyfriend, her fiance, Brian Laundrie, uh, went and stayed at a hotel. Brian ends up flying back home to Florida by himself without Gabby. Oh, he flew back home. He flew, he got back home some, I'm pretty sure he flew back home. He drove back home. Well, he didn't have the van. Right. The van is missing and so is Gabby. Mm, okay. So I think he flew home. He flew home, didn't say anything to anybody, nobody. went home, lawyered up immediately and said, I'm not talking to anybody. Gabby was re- reported missing. She's been missing since August. And what? so we're now, I would say, a week into this story kind of catching fire. It's been a week of consistent, like, every new uh, minute-to-minute coverage, every news station you turn on, Every website, Yahoo, Google, whatever you go on, there's going to be updates on the Gabby Petito story. Uh, the latest update is, and this goes into a whole a whole another issue that we cover here. Brian Laundrie is like gone. They are they are they have categorized him as being missing. Uh, that's not what he is. From the beginning. As, and that could be just because we, we watch so much and, and digest so much true crime. It was very clear that he was suspect number one. Yeah. He comes home by himself with, without his fiance, lawyers up, doesn't talk to anybody, and goes into hiding, right? So he was already suspect number one for me. Now, I didn't understand. I would go on Twitter and I would see other podcasters talking about it. And what I found out recently is that she was a fan of the podcast Morbid. It's a great podcast. Um, uh, Two very talented ladies host that podcast, but she was a big fan. Mm -hmm. So they used their podcast platform to say, hey, hey guys, one of our listeners, Gabby Petito's missing. You know, please share this. We're going to be tweeting about it, Instagram about it, share it, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of stuff. So then I I understood why I saw other podcasts, but then it, 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 it overtook just podcasters casually talking about it where it started to be, People talking about watch how you discuss it. We don't know what's happening yet. There was a lot of interest around this thing that was unfolding before our very eyes. Mm. And I thought, and then I heard something about she was a a blogger. I didn't piece everything together until like today or yesterday. Mm. But in the process of the days, I'm like seeing, you know, multiple times a day, Gabby Petito, Gabby Petito, she's missing this, uh, this, this, this podcast is talking about it. That podcast is talking about it. I thought when I saw she vlogs, I thought she was a true crime podcaster. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay, there's, okay. It's ironic and sad because she talks about true crime all the time and then now she's missing. Yeah. And then that's not the case. I started to do more research and it's, this Gabby Petito story is no more uncommon than the thousands of missing person stories that happen every month, every day, every minute, every year. Yeah. 
And so I was trying to understand why it captured the country like this. And again, there's, there's nobody at fault for what I'm about to say. I think it's awesome that Gabby Petito's story is getting this much attention. Hopefully it leads to her being found safely, faster. Hopefully it helps her family. Having this level of resources is something that a lot of people will never and have never gotten and their, their family and children and daughters and sons and husbands and wives are still missing mm -hmm. because they never got this level of attention. Yeah. But at the same time, it, I feel like it also needs to be said, at, no matter how obvious it is, Gabby Petito is a, a pretty young blonde haired girl mm -hmm. who was a true crime. She's a murderino. You know what I mean? So, so people can see themselves in Gabby Petito and Gabby Petito. Mainstream America can see themselves in Gabby Petito. Mm -hmm. 65, 70% of the country can see themselves in Gabby Petito. They can see their daughter, themselves, you know, a friend. And so 65 to 70% of the country gravitated towards this story mm -hmm. and are now all trying to find Gabby. Yeah. When every year, six, over 600,000 people in this country go missing and 60% of them are people of color. Black women make up 7% of the country and they make up 10% of the people that go missing every year in this country. Seven, they make up 7% as a whole and they, are account, they account for 10% of how many people go missing every year. Yeah. So my, not frustration, because again, I want to make it clear, Fran, I'm incredibly happy that Gabby Petito is getting the attention that she's getting. And I hope it, I hope it, ends in a in a happy i really hope that they find her and there was all a misunderstanding and ev everybody was wrong gabby was off camping i i hope that but i just the media bias is so blaringly unevenly distributed i i, I feel like i can't just i can't go oh well, i don't want to upset her parents if they hear this or i don't want to upset anybody that hears this because i i don't want them to think i'm saying like I don't care about Gabby Petito. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to say anything. I can't do that because this is such a glaring example of things that happen every day in this country yeah. that I feel like this is as good of a time as any to say, yes, find Gabby. But then when we find Gabby, I want us all to take that energy and take it over to the black and missing foundation. I want us to take it over to some of these indigenous women's missing indigenous women's foundations and carry that energy over. I want to see these Facebook post shares. I want to see these Instagram post shares. I want to see these hashtags and these going forward. Because you'd be surprised. I, we can't quantify it, Fran, but I bet we'd be surprised at how many missing person cases just didn't get enough attention. Yeah. It wasn't like the, the kidnapper was so clever or, you know, uh, they, they got out of the country so fast or whatever. It just was that not enough people we're paying attention to the story to where they go. Okay. Well, the kid got kidnapped in Louisiana, but they're in Alabama now, mm -hmm. but nobody in Alabama knows to be looking for a white Honda civic. So there is no, uh, there's no urgency there. Yeah. Everybody in the whole country, like 70% of the country is looking for one of these white conversion vans right now, mm -hmm. especially in Wyoming and that whole area. Yeah. Everybody's looking for that, whatever that kind of van that Gabby Petito was in. Everybody's looking for that kind of van yeah. right now. DC sniper type stuff. Exactly. You know, like it just was like the masses yeah. have really rallied behind this. And again, 
it's not it's, Gabby's not at fault because she's a blonde white girl. Yeah, that's not something. I'm not using that as a an indictment against her, but that is, I feel like, a major reason why Fox News, MSNBC, CNN are doing minute to minute coverage of this story, where the twist has that was an interesting twist that now Brian Laundry has gone missing. But I, this, the, I thought that this was like, I thought something insane was happening. Yeah, and and it feels to me, and again, I I re, we digest a lot of true crime. I feel like it was pretty obvious from the beginning. Hey, man, let's look. We need to be looking at the fiance, and now it's unfolding that way. And and we could all be wrong, but this just it's 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 Chris Watts. It's 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 stories that have, we've seen before, and we know how they play out. So again, I just want to make it clear: I'm not angry or upset that Gabby Petito's getting attention. I just want us to try to disperse that attention and those resources a little more evenly going forward. If you're a person who was very invested in the Gabby Petito story, I would like for you to take that energy over to some of these other missing people foundations and share those posters, share those flyers, you know, obviously friend, you're my man. So I can't, you, you're, you're, you can't give me the answer I'm truly looking for, but like, am I? Do you? Am I? Do I? Am, I'm not sounding like I'm condemning Gabby no, Petito. No, I don't because um, I don't want it to come across that way. No, I do. I do agree with you though. It's just like, okay, so when we before we record, people that don't know, we go, all right, we're gonna talk about this. Mm-hmm. You do research, and then as I'm reading this, I go, okay, this is this case is not something I've never heard of, and why? Why this? I can I can say to myself why this one is getting so much media attention, but I know why. Yeah. But it, but for me, I still go. What makes this different than any other? You know, missing person or you know the story. But it's like there's black people that goes through the same thing, mm-hmm. and we don't even know. Yeah. Like, we don't. We don't know. Yeah. Like, us saying it like we don't even know. It's not even it's not, like just a black. It's like not even black people know about all the missing black women right. and children, and because it's not getting any attention. Exactly. And go. And you can say. You can say. Um, for you personally, you can go, I'm not upset, but I can sit up here and say, I am upset. I mean, obviously they should be looking for Gabby, Gabby Petito and, you know, fi- figuring out, investigating what the situation is. But absolutely, it's, it's to me, for me, I go, it's not fair. You know, it's not fair that, you know, some based on your skin color and, you know, whatever, it's just, you get the media attention around the world around the, around the world all on all on, on all the news uh on all the new net, news network and then is is minute to minute updates yeah you don't get that from a black family of any way like we say all the time in marginalized communities that go missing all the time yeah and it's just it's just it's just swept under the in a moment of transparency i can't even remember the young kid that got that went went missing. We covered his whole story. He was uh, found in a swamp in New Orleans. Right. You know, and they were right. like, well, "You, got, he has to be missing for this many hours." Right. And, and it's just, but that's on local news, though. Yeah. That's like local news outside of whatever the borders are of that state or whatever. Nobody knows what the hell that story. What happens to that story? What happens to that kid? Yeah. But just speaking on other, other stories, not just kidnappings. We went months until the Amar. I mean. Until the um yeah the Mar Aubrey story came out yeah it was months before we even like what like yeah. people was like that video that that should happen in April and we didn't find out till like mid August or yeah. something crazy like that mm-hmm. and it, that's crazy for us to something like that to happen and we we find out months later but something like this happens as soon as that guy touched down back in his hometown news cameras news cameras is everywhere mm-hmm. 
that's crazy, man. It's yeah. like that is upsetting for 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 you know. It's sad. It's it's very sad story. I hope they find her alive. Absolutely. And I hope they find out who did it's probably the husband again. But yeah. this is just like the Chris Watts. And the reason why the first thing you think about is Chris Watts is because it's an all white American family. Mm-hmm. A lot of most people can relate to that yeah. and see that white, and go, white what? Picket, white picket fence, American. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. People can see that and go, what? Yeah. And that, that's just like my family. And then, and then it catches new headlines and then people are all over it. Yeah. Documentaries come out about it. Yeah. And that's, that's upsetting, man. That's just, to be honest, it is. It is. And I, and I absolutely get that. And one last thing I want to say before we move on, before I say it, I want to again say that we are both praying for a safe yeah. return absolutely. of Gabby Petito. I, I mean, if, if if in case that is in question in any way, yeah. I hope that it's clear what our stance is. But I also want to say that neither of us have any family members who have gone missing mm-hmm. because there might be people, there might be uh, uh, families of black kidnapping victims who are like, no, we think this is great that Gabby Petito's getting this kind of uh, coverage. Yeah. I hope that I hope that it it becomes more evenly dispersed. But we think it's great, and I just want to say again, we do too. Yeah. But as people who just this is what we do, we talk about these stories. It's easy to see. This isn't like oh, the first time I've seen. Oh wow, the media is really uh, gravitates towards a certain type of look to to really boost up the inf- the stories and stuff. Right. This isn't the first. We've talked about this. Yeah, before. but also it's 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 also the news. It's also the news network when they go if so say if um the news which mm-hmm. one give me just fox give me news one. fox news mm-hmm. so say if they go in there they put up a story and it hits it yes. hits mm-hmm. the views coming then other networks are going oh shit we need, we to, need to cover it we need to cover it too mm-hmm. we yeah. need to get our views up yeah and that's and that's a big part of it too yeah it's like it's a competition what's, so these what like, sells as, exactly. as, as nasty as exactly. that sounds the gabby petito story for the news cut media obviously people care but if if we're, we'd be kidding ourselves if we said like the news beast yeah. gives a shit about Gabby Petito. Yeah, but, they but just know people will click as, on Gabby Petito's headline. Right. Again, but if it was a black family and they go, a news is covering it and it's like, oh, we, can, no, we can look at the numbers. It's not, Next it's not, yeah. right. It's not, it's not we grabbing. can tell it's not grabbing the audience that, that, that we could be like, oh, we need to cover it too. Yeah. We, need to, put, they, we need to put more on because it's hot right now. Exactly. And then yeah. they won't. And then it, and obviously if, multiple news channels is not covering it it won't it won't blast out to the masses like that yeah so i agree that's, that's just a, the reality of that's it, a good so. point that you make man yeah man again um i'm hoping that they find and i, I didn't even touch on it more i touched on it briefly but the uh, the fact that uh brian laundry is being categorized or was initially i don't know if it is now but initially by the media was being categorized as missing that dude is hiding. That and dude he, is, he, he fled, he, he ran. Did that. I, I think it's a good chance. I think it's a good chance. I don't want to say with absolute certainty. Right, yeah. But what I will say is he's not missing. The FBI oh, was out in front of his house. Yeah. He's been under investigation. He fled. You but know? You, but so I don't even like that they choose to give him that. It's that. that her parents was like, oh, he's not. He's. Gabby is the one that's missing. Yes. He's he's not missing. No, he's not missing. And, I, and, and that's it, an insult. That's disrespectful. But that's what his face has allows him in media that he's not guilty until proven guilty. He's innocent until he's proven guilty. Until he's guilty. We just can't find Brian right now. I don't know how much you kept up with the Lori Vallow story, but Lori Vallow's two children were missing. They ended up being found dead. 
Lori Vallow was getting on planes to Hawaii while the kids were missing. They're like, the news is coming up to Lori. Yeah. Lori, um, are you going to tell us where your kids are? No, I have a flight at 345. I need to get on the plane. Why are you being allowed to just be like interviewed in sunglasses and walking to flights freely? That's so gross. And not being treated like a, a suspect in a murder. Why does he get to be, he's missing? He flew home from Wyoming without his fiance. Yeah. After an altercation. He's suspect number one. Yeah. And now, now that it's been made clear that he's suspect number one after an interview, right after the interview, he disappears. Yeah. But what about the pictures and stuff they shoot? They choose. That's another thing I, I don't like. Well, they, I mean, he might not have any. Bad Every picture. everybody's ID picture is ugly. I don't care if it's it don't oh, even have to be like a mugshot. Yeah, but it doesn't, have to, be a mug it doesn't shot. have to be like him with the dog, the golden yeah. retriever. Come on, man. Yeah. Everybody's ID picture is ugly. Uh, nobody has a great ID ID picture identification picture. Mine was, mine was pretty dope. I brought Les with me and he cracked it. He I I was just standing there neutral face. And he went ew, and then I laughed. And he laughed. Yeah, and I looked very gleeful in my in my picture. Really, but I know they wouldn't use that for me off the most minor of infractions. No, if I did anything that gave me news coverage. They will find the crazy. I'd have a grill. I'd be like, oh, that was a Halloween costume. Yeah. That's aluminum foil. <laughs> they'd find the crazy. No, they'd find gun. the one with you with like Bill Cosby. Oh, and go, my God. <laughs> come on. Yo. Nobody knows that exists. You can't say, I can't believe you said that. Oh, I got to cut that, man. That's crazy. Yes. No, no, no. I did. Long Look before I knew anything. He supports Bill Cosby. <laughs> That's crazy. I got to delete that from the internet now. Oh, wow. I hope I did. I, I really need to make sure that's scrubbed. That's crazy. That could be used against me in a, in a jujitsu type of flip. Oh, that's crazy. Look at this man supporting sexual offenders and rapists. I'm like, no, it, I didn't. We didn't know. We didn't know at the time. It was just a wholesome. Uh, it was uh, just a wholesome Halloween that. costume. Nobody knows Nobody's that. trying to hear that. Sure. Yeah, sure thing. Pudding pop. Yeah, 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 something yeah, doesn't something like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a likely story, Heathcliff. I'm like, all right, man. Whoa. It was a long time ago, man. Hey, I got to burn that. No, I yeah, got to burn man. that. No, but on a serious <laughs> note, seriously, though, we are praying for the safe return of Gabby Petito. I am, again, happy that she her story is getting the attention that it deserves. Yeah. But all of these stories deserve the attention, not just the ones that that look like you or, you know, that look like your friend or look like your daughter. Like, they all deserve this level of urgency. Yeah. But this is why we're here. This is why we do this podcast for... To give this perspective yeah. to other people that don't that that don't feel the same way we do, and like again, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of opening up a dialogue or taking heat for yeah. what we say. I feel like there are going to be people who go, "Why are you making this a race thing? Or why are you making this? We're just trying to find Gabby." And I'm sure that those people exist. And all I want to say is, I hope that you heard what I said, and you're not you you're not listening. Yes, I hope that you heard what I said, and you're not just listening for. Oh, Gabby, yeah. she, we should be listening, paying attention to somebody else. I hope you really heard what I said. And if you really did hear what I said and have something that you want to say, uh, you can look up Francel Evans on Facebook <laughs> or Instagram. And yeah, you do, can that. D- <laughs> you do that. Can, you can uh, DM him. Because those messages will go to message requests. <laughs> and I won't look. But I'm saying, no, but no, but on a serious note, though, I hope people are listening, are listening and not listening to what they dislike and then Letting that sit yeah. and then ignoring and letting one thing go through one ear, not the other. I hope so. And too. then going to social media and go and blasting us for one part when you didn't even listen they said, to the rest they of the They said, fuck Gabby Petito. And that would be like completely false yeah. of what this whole last like 15, 20 minutes was. Yeah. So again, I hope that you're listening, not just for the moment where you go, ugh, gross. I'm off. Cutting this off. Exactly. And now all yep. you heard was uh, black people should be 
uh, being looked for not, not and not Gabby Petito, yeah. which is not any, we not never said that at any point. But <laughs> it's crazy how words get flipped yeah, when man. you it's, it's it's that's the world yeah. we live in. And then when you ask a hundred against one, it's like that's why I didn't want to fuck with the barbs. Yeah, imagine right. a ten thousand against one. Sure, I'm scared. Okay, beehive. I'm that's fine. You can be <laughs> Beyonce. Hey, Beyonce, I need you to sick back hey, me sick up. <laughs> beehive, sick them. Um, Let's go ahead and get into these shout outs before we go to a quick break. That's right, folks. It's time for some celebrations. Uh, we are, let's see, friend, I want to give an accurate representation. We are five episodes away from our 200th episode. We've already received a ton of awesome emails, uh, favorite moment requests, and everything like that. I'm very excited to kind of put together our 200th extravaganza okay i'm looking forward to that what a crazy ride it's been we're so thankful for all of you this week we have a short list of people that we're incredibly thankful for but they're important nonetheless up first we got jennifer k shout out to jennifer k thank you so much for joining the patreon we're hoping you're enjoying the uh the 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 the, the, the content on there sorry i had a brain fart uh up next we have she sent me a message to make sure i got their name right and I'm going to try, because even reading it, you, you you might read it wrong. Let me read, let me read it no, first. No, 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 because you're, no, because they told me, they told me how to say it. Okay, but and, okay, you, you want to try? Can't figure it out. Okay, okay. Which one is it? This is the name right here. Oh, no, never mind. Okay, yeah, all right. Never so, mind. yeah, just sit back. I, that's, I wasn't going to try to go off of it without the fucking auto lock on. I need to use her directions. Okay. Uh, up next, we have Nemi. Shout out to Nemi. I hope that I got that right. I hope that I followed your directions properly. She said both of the uh, syllables in that name were soft. Okay. So I'm going Nemi. Nemi. Shout out to you, Nemi. Thank you for uh, joining the Patreon. I hope you're enjoying the content. And if I got your name wrong, come at me. Let me know if I said it wrong. But just do it gracefully because I think I tried, friend. I really did. That was that was a strong, that was an attempt. Yeah. I wanted to make sure I didn't offend Nemi. Yeah. And I hope that I didn't offend Nemi, why are you saying like that? Because I think that's how you. It's like it's got all kind of uh, squiggles over the letters and stuff. <laughs> yeah. There's th- that's an ethnic name. I don't think you just. It's not Nemi. Mm-hmm. I think it's got some softness to it. Nemi. And lastly, we have Liz P. Shout out to Liz P. That looks like a pelican. I hope that's not you eating a sandwich or something. Uh, shout out to you, Liz P. <laughs> and if you're not a pelican, my bad. Looks like a pelican, right? Like the thing a geese. With the big, the big, the big. But it looks like it has that thing, the neck under thing. No, that's, no? Just, that's just two birds. That's a geese. Oh, it's two birds, one stone, a goose, whatever. Uh, right, one stone. <laughs> uh, but anyway, no. Uh, shout out to all of the people that join. All thank you to the people that joined the Patreon this week. You guys are incredibly awesome, and thank you to everybody who's on the Patreon currently. For people who don't know, uh, affirmative murder is available a day early on our Patreon, ad free. So if you don't like our current. <laughs> ads situation feel free to join the patreon you get all the ad free episodes over there what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back we're gonna get into some fucked up shit so stick around
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. All right, and we are back. Fran, it is my turn to go first this week. Mm-hmm. My affirmative murder is the story of Farrah Carter. Um, I use several sources such as Crime Watch Daily, People.com, um, Law and Crime, another website that I used. Um, so those are my sources for this week's story. So, Fran, <clears throat> Farrah Carter was a sweet and beloved 15-year-old girl living in Miramar, Florida, and attending Hallandale Adult Community Center. Like most teenage girls, I'm sure she was preparing herself for her impending driving test and the freedom that comes when highways and roads are unlocked for that first time. I'm sure her room was plastered with posters from her favorite artists and movies of the time. Farrah was just like we all were at 15, wide-eyed, carefree, and desperately craving independence, but without the burden of adulthood. She dreamed of attending beauty school, or opening a restaurant. Farrah was living with her mother, Kim Battle, and two sisters at their home located in the 6500 block of Southwest 27th Street. On May 22, 2002, Farrah's family came home to find her lifeless body in the back of her bedroom. Battle immediately called 911, and officers from the Miramar Police Department were dispatched. According to a police report, the three-bedroom home had been transformed into a grisly nightmare scene with blood located throughout much of the residence. Mm. The whole house? The whole house. It's not a huge house, but throughout the whole house. So it was, there was a, a scuffle. There was a fight. She fought for her life. The living room had a large amount of blood on the tiled floor. There was an appearance of a struggle in the living room as a chair was knocked over, a glass jar was broken on the floor, and a couch was pushed against the window's blinds. Blood was present on the walls and bedspread of the master bedroom. This room belonged to the victim's mother. Blood was also found in the victim's bedroom where she was discovered. So again, it was, I mean, it was a, it was a fight throughout the whole house. She was, she was fighting for her life. A neighbor who lived across the street told police that he saw a black male of average build wearing a hat and driving a white van, which stopped at the Carter's home on the morning of the murder. He said the man stood outside of the front door talking to a female resident and trying to get her to let him inside, but left without trying to force his way in. He basically he's assuming that's the guy that came back later on because this was this was somewhere between the morning. Her her mom and her two sisters got home at about around eight, eight thirty that night. Mm -hmm. So somewhere in that afternoon time is when the murder occurred. So was he talking to. I don't know who he was talking to. The neighbor mm. just says he was talking to a girl. But there's three girls. That, there's four girls that live there. The yeah. mom, two sisters, and and Farah. So it could have been Farah, but I don't know. The neighbor said he just saw him talking to a, a female. I would love to know how the like the whole conversation went. Like, was it? 
He could have been trying to say he was a maintenance man. Oh, okay. He could, you know, he could have been trying to get in that way with a a trick of some kind. And Mm -hmm. the trick didn't work. And then he's like, okay, well, I'll come back and then I won't use a trick next time. Police said there was no sign of forced entry. So that's interesting as well after what we just talked about. So Carter may have known her attacker. But police noted that once the person was inside the residence, there was a violent struggle and the attacker was cut, leaving DNA evidence behind. So here's another speculation that could have happened. He could have com- come there earlier that day and talked to a different daughter or the mother. Mm, yeah. And it didn't work. And then he came back later and then Farah opened the door and she was home by herself. And maybe whatever he said worked that time. Yeah. And as soon as he got in, he attacked her. Damn, why didn't he want her? That's a good I mean... Maybe she wasn't home. You know, we never, you never, we never know. Yeah. We weren't there. Yeah, but I mean, still though. No, I get, I get what, I get yeah. what you're saying. But also what I just said was speculation. Yeah. So I don't, maybe, I don't know. If I, it did go that way. If it did go that way. Yeah. Like, but we don't, but we don't know. Hmm. Detectives were unable to make a match at that time. But after nearly two decades of dead ends, a combination of persistent detective work and new DNA testing, the investigation was finally led to success for the for 15-year-old Farrah Carter's alleged killer. Last week, literally last week, just this past week, Miramar police announced that Joseph L. Pollard had been indicted for first-degree murder for Carter's death. Pollard, who is 56 years old, is already serving a life sentence for kidnapping, robbery, and assault at Damn. the Taylor Correctional Institute, uh, at the Taylor Correctional Institution, sorry, Oh, so, so he was already in prison. He was already in prison, and he was he was arrested in two thousand two. So the oh, same shit. year, so the but same after, year but after her murder. So the 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 things that he was charged with, the DNA being at the scene, I think they got the guy. Who else got charged? Who else got caught like that? Was it the Grim Sleeper? A lot of people Grim? have been caught DNA. I mean, uh, Joseph D'Angelo, the the uh, the Golden State Killer, was. Caught. That's what it was. Then. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. the Grim Sleeper was caught because they got his son's DNA. Oh, okay, from some from a straw. At, at a, no, right. I mean, something no, like that. I, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like, they were or they were already in. They were already in. Prison. They were already in prison, and then yeah. they found out it was this person. And then he was already Samuel Little, Samuel, the same way yeah, as well. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, that sucks. Yeah, wow, that's, that's. I mean, nice. you still get justice in the sense that you have a a name and a face to put to your. To your that's your family members me, killer. Man. I don't know. That's just that's, that's not. But like that person was already bar- brought to justice, right? You know what I mean. I'm talking about for me though. It's just you like, want you want their freedom to have been taken for for, yes. for what they did to your family members. Yes, I get that. I get that. But at the same time, I feel like if 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 it was to happen to one of us, if if this if we were in this scenario and it's been 20 years and no answers, just the answer is is something. You're never gonna get. You're always going to be empty. Yeah. You lost yeah, somebody. Yeah, yeah. But I think that that does more for, for people than we would think as people from the outside who go, come on, man. Oh, they didn't shoot him on the way out. Of, you know, that kind of, yeah. all that type of stuff. He was already serving life. He's 80. All that type of stuff. Yeah. He's dead. All that, you know. I think that having a name helps. I think it does. Even if it doesn't, you don't get that vengeance or that whole thing. Yeah. Having, Again, yeah. for me. For you. I don't I want you. people to go. I get you. I bet it is. And I, I'm talking about myself. Yes, I got Personally. You. Yes. Just want to make that clear. Yes. So like I said, Pollard is 56 years old. He's already in prison for uh, kidnapping and robbery and assault. 
He has been incarcerated since July of 2002, according to the Florida Department of Corrections. Carter was killed on May 22nd of that same year. So mm. two months later. That's crazy. So for all we know, this dude was on a spree. Yeah. And there might be more victims be out there who I, we who that. are unidentified. Yep. But his, his, his DNA is in the system. They're going to keep running his DNA, hopefully, against other uh, unsolved cold cases. And hopefully there's some more rings, you know, because this sounds like the knocking on the door, trying to talk his way in. This sounds like a motive. He yeah. was just breaking in. The, he was breaking and entering and assaulting women left and right. He was on a spree. I always laugh a little bit when you go, man, I just don't even how he how could he think like that? Like, you'll never you never yeah. can. Your brain just didn't. You weren't dropped on your head. You weren't abused. Your brain didn't go through a significant trauma. You didn't experience any kind of significant emotional trauma to put you in a place to where you could understand why a person does the things that we've read about people doing on this podcast. But that's why I'm a proponent of studying these people. I think that that's brilliant that these these different um, bureaus and different you know organizations and, 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 and groups and, and people are getting these grants to study these people whose brains work differently yeah. to try to understand and maybe help create profiles and all that stuff. We're so far, though. What do you think? The like brain is so complicated. Oh, yeah, bro. We're we only, <laughs> I mean, I think we only use like 6% of our, it's crazy how much of our brain we don't use. And it's like, sometimes I think, what if the, what if our brain is in control, in control and we're not? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. What if like when we, when we can't remember something, when we can't, things where you're like, I know this is up here, yeah. but I can't get it. I can't get it's it. It's like, yeah. that might be the brain being like, nah, we don't want you to know that right now. We're going to tuck that back here, yeah, man. all that kind of stuff. You know, the amount of brain power that's up here, all the neurons and, and I mean, of the, the brain is like the, the most powerful computer in the world. But yeah. we only use we can only use like six to 10 percent of it at once. That's crazy. You know, it, so, yeah, it's there's all kind of shit going on, on up here yeah. and it might not be in your full control. Police said they were able to tie Pollard to Carter's death with DNA evidence, which they originally connected from the crime scene back in 2002. Detectives weren't able to make a match back then, but with the advancements in technology, they were finally able to get a match to Pollard. Despite waiting nearly two decades to get some closure on her daughter's murder, Battle said it was still difficult to process because the family has no apparent connection to Pollard. There's also no indication of a possible motive for killing Carter. So that can be hard. This is a, this is a unique yeah. situation to some of the things I've discussed is because now it's like, now you have the name, but now you have the question of why us? Yeah. We don't know this man. Yeah. We never had any kind of run-ins with this man. So now it's 20 years later, and now more. Now we already had no answers, and now we have one answer that helps, helps a lot. But then there's 50 more questions now that we have that we might not ever get the, question, the answer to. Yeah. Why'd you come to our street? Yeah. Why'd you knock on our door? Why'd you come back? Why did you, why did you kill her? You know, and he might, he might never, he might go through the whole trial saying he didn't do it and then take a plea and then never say anything out of his mouth of why or anything, you know, that happens every day. We do, we cover those stories all the time. Never said, never said why he did what he did, took a plea and didn't get death, spent the rest of his life in prison. Never said a word again. Never did an interview, never in nothing. It, you don't even have the urge to talk about it to anybody. Because it wasn't as significant to him as it was to them. He ruined their life. But he's just mad he's in prison. 
He ruined their life, took their daughter from them. But all he's mad about is one, he's, he thinks that if he says, I, y'all, y'all got the wrong person, he thinks if he said, that's the only thing that makes me laugh with these criminals a lot is that I think they really think if I say it in the right tone, I didn't do it. I did not do it. <laughs> oh, like it a, wasn't, wasn't me. Oh, like a, a Ronnie Coleman. <laughs> I think that they think he went, he was way off frequency. There is no frequency, but he was, he, that's not how you say it to get was people he? to believe you. Yeah, for sure. He was off frequency. Yeah, way off frequency. I don't know. I don't know about that, man. So I'm not about to play with you. I mean, that's crazy. That was, that was way, <laughs> that was like not how you approach. Don't defend yourself and don't use that approach ever. And come like to court like a grown man. That dude is wackadoo, man. I'm so glad that his kid got adopted by the family. and That was beautiful how that played out. But that was some of the strangest television I've ever seen in my life. That was one of the strangest moments in like true crime history. And I feel like it didn't get... It didn't get like nearly as much. Nearly as like that was insane. He represented himself in murdering his whole family. Yeah. And that's how he thought I should represent myself. Then they had to go, yo, you're so bad at this here. We have to give you a lawyer because you are, you're, 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 we have to, we might have to just kill you. Yeah. If, cause, and we don't, we want you to try to defend yourself and you can't. So here's a lawyer. We might have to get you out of here. Like, I mean, like. The de- we got to get you out of here. Yeah, because you're, you're doing so bad at this. You're like, he's like going, if it was a football game, he's taking the ball, hiking the ball, and then just and running, running into his own way. and running yeah. into his own end zone. It's like, we don't want to, we, we, fuck you, but like, we, we don't want it to be like this. We're giving you a chance. Yeah, this is crazy, man. So, <laughs> um, so really, at the end of the day, I think that this guy is going to spend the rest of his life proclaiming that he didn't kill Farah. I think that's I don't think he's going to own up to it and give people give her family the answers that they want. He's just going to deny it, but then accept the plea that they give him, mm-hmm. which is going to be 80 more years on top of 50 years or something. And it's like. He's going to serve 40 of these years and, and then die. Yeah. And that's where the, the anger comes from with you. Yeah. Where it's like, OK, found guilty. He was serving life. Here's another life. Yeah. He wasn't even serving the time that. That he should be for my my daughter. Yeah. He was still serving the time that he got charged for before he got yeah. caught. Yeah, and now he's almost out of here. So it's like he got he all he got all free. Yeah, you shouldn't look at it that way. I think that if we look at it like, but her her name was said, justice was brought. They the case was closed. That's where the justice is, not in the penalizing of the person. Because especially especially if the person's already in in prison, there's just no more. You but if you're taking a plea, it's like that's true. Yeah. But I really think that's how this is going to play out. This case is literally. <laughs> playing out currently right now in real time. And I think that he's going to deny, deny, deny until they put a plea in front of his face. And then he's going to sign the plea and cop out to the murder or cop out to second degree, you know, something cop out to manslaughter. I don't know, but I don't think that miss battle and her daughters are going to get the, why was it our house? Why was it? Why'd you come back? I don't think they're going to, but does she, does she talk about what he came there for originally? No, no, I haven't. I didn't up. see that anywhere. Hmm, I would love to know. I mean, I think I really do think it could have been as simple as him driving and just going like saw girls come out of that house or something and just went that house. I don't think I don't even know if there was any intention there. But if there was, she certainly doesn't know, because whatever he said to whoever opened the door the first time was a lie. So only he knows. But that's what I'm. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I would I would even though it didn't happen, I think for people, you know, just for just like the future yeah people should go or especially if it's a house of full girls yeah I feel like y'all should be like hey 
A guy came here. Yes. Nobody, don't let nobody in this house. Especially yes. all girls. You let everybody in the house know some creepy, what's going Some on. creepy dude was at yeah, the door. Yeah. And again, we don't know if this was even the same right, guy. I'm just, yeah, right. I'm so just I just want to, but like, yeah, that's yeah. just like in general. Right. Yes. If there's a creepy dude comes to the door, let it. And this is for roommates. Yeah. For anybody anybody else. Hey, man, there was a creepy, weird dude. We saw him on the ring camera. Yeah. Be on the and lookout. And that shit is weird. Them videos, I don't oh, want to get off topic. Those, no, those are terrifying. <laughs> I saw one that sent a shiver down my spine. I think it was in Las Vegas. The wife was in the house, but the husband was on a business trip. And the dude's ringing the bell. And the, the dude, the husband's talking to him on the ring. I think I've seen that one. And he's like, yeah, I just wanted her to come open the door so I can cut her head off. Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't see that one. Oh, man. This shit is crazy, man. This oh, shit is crazy. I didn't cra- see that one. He's like, yeah, I just want to. Oh, he said all kind of grotesque shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, I just want to cut her head off, uh, rape her. I was like, yo, this is crazy. He said that on the camera? On the camera. I didn't see that And the one. dude's like, hey, man, get the fuck out of here. But, like, really, you can't. He can't do anything. Which oh, has got to be, shit. as a man, I couldn't imagine, like, all I can do is call the police and be on the thing and, and yell at him. You just He said that? I that's think crazy. That, yeah, it was, it was truly disturbing. But one of the craziest things about Ring, the, the scariest things about Ring to me, is that I think I was more, I, I'm more comfortable not knowing that that happened to my house in the middle of the night. Mm. I mean, unless they get in. Obviously, that's you want the Ring there. Yeah. But when you go back and look at your Ring, you just see like, oh, a drunk homeless man came and tried my doorknob at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. He didn't get in, but he just tried my doorknob and walked off. That would, I would be like, Oh my God, wow, we need to move, man. I, Cause I have Vivint and, and I, I usually don't go back and look at my shit when I wake up. But there was one where it was like, we got some cats and they was like going off my porch. They was running up the tree, meowing and all kinds of shit, <laughs> leaving m- mice heads. It was insane. Oh, it was like, and you would come out the next day, it'd be mice heads on your phone? It'd be like one mice, it'd be like a mice hit on it. Oh, mm-hmm. man, that might have, who knows, that might have been some <laughs> kind of sacrificial type of stuff. I, I hope know. not. Satanic. <laughs> so Farrah's mother was quoted as saying, for the, de- for the detectives to come forward with this information, it is very pleasing in a sense, but it is still heartbreaking to be without her. Yeah. And uh, being that, being, and not being able to see her, see what she could have done with her life and what it would have been like to see the children she maybe would have had. She said this during a press conference last week. She also she went on to say, there is still a big hole in my heart that will, forever, that will never be filled. And that's not surprising yeah. at all. It's absolutely tragic. Tony Carter, Ferris father, who by all accounts, a lot of people said she was a big daddy's girl and all that type of mm-hmm. you know, that, that real um, sad, tragic shit, man. Uh, Tony Carter, Ferris father, echoed battle sentiments in a brief tear-filled st- uh, statement last week. He said, for 19 years, I haven't been able to g- get my life together. Everything's changed in my life. Right now, it's like the first day of the rest of my life. I'm hoping to get a new start on it, but I miss my baby so much. He went on to say, it's just really, really fuzzy for me. Nothing makes sense for me. And I feel like that's just losing a child, and especially in that way. Yeah. You know, it's no recovering from that. So I think it was really interesting, that part of like this news is like, my, I've been on pause and now maybe I can hit reset and try to finally start to move forward, yeah, but still different forever. It's a long time. 19 years. Yeah. It's 2002. Kelly Craig, Farrah's younger sister who lived with her at the time, was just a child. Still, she said that the memory of what she saw that day will still, was, is still as vivid as ever because they all came home as a family and saw that. The house in the red blood everywhere. Mm. 
Uh, she was quoted as saying, you wouldn't think that an eight-year-old would remember that much, but I remember that day as if it was yesterday. Police said that Pollard, who in 2002 was living just south of Miramar in Miami-Dade County, has denied having any involvement in Carter's murder. Yeah, I'm not sure. Pollard is expected to be extradited by the Broward County Sheriff's Office next week. Police also noted that research into Pollard showed that he has been accused and or charged with, violent, with, with violence towards women in several different police reports prior to his incarceration. So, you know, he has a, he has a prior history and th there's a pattern of violence that is similar to what happened with Pharaoh on that day. So, you know, this dude fucking did it. So fuck that guy. Uh, I will come back with any updates whenever he, you know, takes a plea or is found guilty. But that was the story, the tragic murder of Farrah Carter. And uh, rest in peace to that young lady. She would have been 2002. She would have been 34 years old. Wow. A grown-ass person. This story reminds me of the, the story that just happened recently that kind of died off a little bit now of that IG model that was that got killed in Houston. Yes, yes, yes. Now I know you're talking some about. stalk or whatever. Yeah, he killed himself. In apartment, and, yeah, or whatever. And then he killed himself. Killed right? himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a murder suicide. Yeah. Spec. It's a lot of speculation yeah. because people go, people just like would just, I guess, read something or read somebody else's comments and they run with it yeah. and then just comment. And it's like it's a whole bunch of gross stuff. It's like it's so, especially when um, I don't want to say celebrities, but some people that are well known in social media it just. When somebody passes away, it's so much. People are just throwing, just saying all kinds of shit. It's yeah. like, what the Get fuck? whatever they can out there. Right. Like, who? Y'all don't even know this person. At all. I haven't even, I, I haven't even spoken on this. Like, you know, this is now, that, again, rest in peace to Farrah Carter. Yeah. But on, on what you're saying, it was interesting. I, I, I saw an interesting quote about people talking about when celebrities and stuff or people, not notable people die. Everybody, everybody digs in their phone to find that one picture. Of oh, that, yeah. them with them and all that kind of, yeah. and I don't think that there's that's particularly wrong, but it does say a lot about us as a society. It's like because we all want a piece of the, the moment. Yeah, and I did it myself. Michael K. Williams, rest in peace to Michael K. Williams. He played Omar on The Wire. A one actor, mm -hmm. legend in Baltimore. Omar's name is legend forever. Yeah, he was in Two K, video game. A legend. Yep, intimidating looking guy, but a beautiful spirit. That one was really sad to me because I love The Wire. And I also love Michael K. Well, I think he's an incredibly talented person. But when he died, everybody wants to, one, everybody wants to be the first person to say how they died. Mm -hmm. And if that's, a, if that's in a tragic, dark way, everybody wants to have the take on like, yeah. well, here's why they weren't that. They, maybe they shouldn't have died that way yeah, then. Yeah. Everybody wants to be the first person to like have the hot take and say, a, find a different angle on it and... It just and is it's gross. It's, it's incredibly, so gross. It's incredibly it's like gross. I didn't even know how he passed away, and I really wasn't kind of looking for it. Wasn't but, interested, right? And then, wasn't but when you see the comments, you go, "Yeah." I mean, damn. Yeah, it's incredibly. But sad. people say it in the most gross way. It's like, yeah, no, it's come on. Now. Listen, it's we live in a super gross time. This is getting deep. The kid isn't even the kid isn't even, isn't even passed away. He's in critical right now. I hope he I hope he makes it through. But that kid who made that song that went viral, spot yeah. him, got him. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Knock his head off. Yeah, that song. Yeah, he got shot five times in a drive-by. Did he? He's in critical condition right now. Guess the first thing that. is that's the first the first hour. I go on Twitter and that news starts circulating. Guess how I found out that he he got shot. 
What, the song? No, people oh. went, oh, damn, they really spotted him and got him. Oh, yeah, 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 the song, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant when I said the song. Like, no, that's his name. Oh, oh, that's okay. That's his name. I don't know the name. of. I can't remember the name Oh, of the yeah, you're right, you're right. His name is right. Spot yeah, Him, yeah, Got Him. Yeah. And people, to let people know, let the world know, let Twitter know that this 19, 20-year-old kid got shot five times. Yeah. They go, damn, they really spotted him and got him. Yeah. And that's a joke. That's a joke. They want to get retweets. They yeah. want to, I want to have my moment. I yeah. want to be a celebrity now from my tweet. I want to have a special moment. It's gross. I want to say the most profound and prophetic thing about Michael K. Williams or uh, uh, this person or that person or Philip Seymour Hoffman. I want to say the thing that is the titular retweet. Everybody, when you want to retweet something about Michael K. Williams, I want what I said to be the thing everybody retweets. Yeah. That's the world we live in. And I'm not saying. I didn't know that. Hey. What? That he was he was in critical condition. I didn't know. Yeah, that. I hope that he's not now. I hope yeah. that he's been upgraded to something. I hope he's makes it out of it. But we live in a society where everybody wants to have a piece of the moment. And it's just it's just twisted, man. And I don't think there's anything wrong with sending light up and, and energy and positivity and rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. And I think that that's beautiful. That was one of the saddest days on social media for me because nobody saw that shit coming. That was absolutely tragic to me. Yeah. Dude had the year of a lifetime, a year you can only dream of. You become a superhero in the minds of a bunch of kids that look like you. You break down barriers and all this magical shit. And then you, you were that whole time that you were having that experience, you were dying of cancer. I, 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 I've lived for that. I thought that was beautiful. We sent all those flowers at the Chadwick Boseman. But we, there, there's another side of that where people might not even know who the fuck Chadwick Boseman is. Yeah. Might not know who the fuck Michael K. Williams is. Hashtag Michael K. Johnson. Say his name wrong. But it's just like, whoa, this happened, so I want to be in the loop too. I want to also say rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle, spell his name wrong, spell it the regular way. You know what I mean? Like, just I don't really have any attachment to this, but everybody's sad, and I want to... I want them to know I'm the most sad. Yeah. Even though I'm not even, I don't even know this person. Yeah. I don't listen to this person's music or I've never seen this movie, but I want people to know I'm the most sad. And that's the world we live in. <laughs> that's a little gross, man. Yeah, man. Well, I'm glad that we had this. Hopefully, maybe your story is not even a true crime story. Maybe it's just like it's a. Not. It's not. Okay, cool. Because yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah, I don't really want to end on I don't think I can go to yeah. the good vibes off of this one. Let's go and we're going to take a quick break. Let's go to your story. Yeah. And hopefully it'll find us. A, we'll, we'll level out and then we'll finish off with some good vibes because that went dark. Yeah, it did. It, it went dark. And, and I'm sorry for that. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> we're going to be right back, folks. Welcome back. It's my turn to go. Um, my story is not a murder story. This is um, about the uh, wrongful conviction of David Rawls. Okay. Um, so he called David Rawls. Um, he called prison home for the last 23 years. Mm. So David Rawls, 55, was convicted in 1997 of aggravated robbery and kidnapping charges. Police and prosecutors say he robbed a Mark's discount drugstore on June 16, 1996. This was in um, Ohio, too. Mm. Rawls contended that they got the wrong man. He always maintained his innocence, and his family has fought for him for more than two decades. <sighs> Big shout out to the Innocence Project of Ohio Absolutely. believes him. Make a donation today if you can. Yep. Big shout out to his family. Yeah. For riding for someone. That's the that's one of my biggest fears is like being down down bad and in a hard space and having to look across somebody and go, and go I don't know when I'm going to get out of this, but hopefully 
Yeah. You ride it out with me. Yeah. Because 23 years is a long fucking time. That's a long time. And also, you know, family could be like, shit, maybe he did do it. The doubt could creep yeah. in. People die. Yeah. All kind yep. of shit could happen in 23 years. So one of the big red flags is when a person is locked up for as long as David has been and still say they're innocent. So, and when you brought up the guy, the story you just did about that guy, mm-hmm. him saying, taking all his time to still to him say, like, I didn't do it. Yeah. It's fucked up. Yeah. For somebody that, he know he did that shit. Yeah. And he's he's in there saying that he's innocent. And then somebody who really is innocent now saying you, that they're innocent. You, and now you're, you're, muddy, like, you're muddy in the waters exactly. now. Yeah. Because, I mean, controversially, Adnan Saeed, I mean, bro, it's been, it's been, it's been 20, it's been almost 20 years since that dude, he's been locked up for like 20 years. Mm-hmm. I just, I mean, maybe if you want to play devil's advocate, advocate, because I, I just, I think that Adnan Saeed is innocent. But if you want to play devil's advocate as somebody who thinks that he's not, I guess you could say that the resurgence of his case through serial might have given him new cause to be like, Oh well, I think that they might get me out of here. So yeah, I am in. I and just keep saying that he's innocent. Mm, yeah. But somebody who isn't getting that spotlight, exactly. still saying that they're innocent twenty years in. I mean, you maybe should listen to that person. I don't yeah. know. I mean, at some point, you would think people would like take responsibility. Yeah. T- Ten, twenty years in, you still saying you're innocent? Uh, maybe, maybe we listen to him. Maybe he's maybe he's crazy. Maybe he's a bullshitter. But it it definitely perks your ears up. But they can. But they can still like just because the one person they can brush. They can brush like man. He just they like all say it. They all say they it all in say here. It. Yeah. And that's fucked up. Yeah. Um. So again, for as long for locked up as long as he was, he's constantly saying that. You know, consistently saying that he he was innocent. Um. Said Donald. Donald Castor, an assistant professor of clinical law um, of, at the University of Cincinnati and an attorney for the Ohio Innocence Project. For somebody like David, who has been in prison for almost a quarter of a century, mm. that's a pretty big deal. Rawls has been denied release at every one of his parole hearings. He was denied because he will not admit to the crime. Oh, come on. Man. And, and it's like. You hear, hearing that you go, you know, every hearing he has, they're like denied, and it's like we're we are punishing you because you're not admitting to it, so we can write your name down and yeah. close the fucking case, right? And then you can take whatever deal or whatever we can close this, and now we can attach your name to this to this case. That and happened. it's like inst- instead of them looking at that as, well, damn, if he says he's he's guilty, we're gonna re- release you. Yeah. So I would you would think that maybe the you know people on the parole board would go. Oh, maybe he, maybe he didn't kill. I mean, if he says he didn't do it, we, we probably would vote to let him out. Yeah. But he keeps saying that he is innocent. Yeah. Instead of them looking at that like a positive, like, man, well, maybe we fucked up. They're like, no, because we can't admit that. If he says, if if we let him out and he says he didn't do it, then that they're going to, people are going to have their eyes on us and the criminal justice system and wondering why this innocent person was in prison and why we let him out. If he's still saying that he was innocent. Yeah. So we need him to say that he's guilty in order for us to let him out. And if he won't do that, then we just will make him serve out the whole time of his sentence. Yeah. As opposed to being like, well, he, I mean, he definitely seems like he's reformed, but he won't say that he's guilty, but you know, he seems like he's reformed. So we'll let him out. It's like, no, you need to, you need to say, and write down that you did it yeah. so that we are all square on our end. Yep. And then we'll let you out. Yeah. Sick. Yeah, man. And I'm sure he had, you know, in the beginning, his attorneys was like, hey, man, I think you should. Yeah. You should say I did it. So we can just. Get out on one of these parole hearings. It's like, yeah. like, fuck no. Man. 
I'm not no. I didn't. I didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and I don't blame. Him. I would. I would. Absolutely. That's that's a that's a tough decision. But for him to go, man, I will sit here, but because I'm not. I'm not I saying I did it. something I didn't do. Exactly. Yep. That's a lot. That's a strong stance, yeah, man. man. That's a strong stance. Strong stance. So he was denied because he would not admit to the crime. The robber got away with eight thousand dollars, according to court records, which provide um, this narrative to what happened that day. So a, a man wearing a dark jacket and a black cap with the word police on it mm. entered the Mark's drugstore that afternoon. He knocked on the office door, the money room is what they called it, and the store employee Sharon Wheeler opened it. The robber put a gun in Wheeler's face. Mm. He shoved her back into the room and closed the door. The man covered her mouth, forced Wheeler to the floor using store merchandise, merchandise which is a red t-shirt. He bound her um, hands and feet. Peter Thomas, a store supervisor, knocked on the door and the assailant pulled him in at gunpoint, ordering Thomas to fill a plastic bag with cash. He forced Thomas to the floor after getting the cash, tied him up using the same T-shirt. Before leaving with the money, the man hit both employees in the head with the gun. Mm. Both victims suffered severe head lacerations. Once police were on the scene, Thomas said the assailant was someone he'd seen hanging around the store believing he might be the store's new floor cleaner. Other employees who had spoken to the man said he carried sorry, he carried a pistol and told them he was a part-time security guard and also ran the floors. He told he they're saying that the the robber said that? Yeah. I don't I mean, why would you offer up that information? I don't know. Maybe he was talking to somebody. Like on the phone? What Just outside. Oh. He was saying that he was telling people that Excuse me. Bless you. Thank you. He was saying he was telling people that he carried a pistol. He carried a gun because he's. Are you are you saying you're saying the security guard the security guard that they had just hired was saying no this. no 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 they hired a, they hired a new floor cleaning guy okay that guy that's what I meant sorry yeah, yeah. the the but you're saying the floor cleaning guy is telling people that he has a gun yeah he said and that's police, why yep. they think that the robber might be the floor cleaning guy the new floor cleaning guy that they I hired. thought you were saying that the robber was dur during the robbery was like you know no, I clean floors no, no, I was like why no. the fuck would you ever say why no, did you say that no 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know I work here <laughs> no, that's crabby crazy <laughs> and they still fucking get the yeah, wrong that's person <laughs> that would be crazy they still arrest this guy. He's innocent. Like I, the, the rob, many of the many of the victims at the store said that he, the the robber could be heard saying, "I work the night shift here." <laughs> yeah, and yet they went and woke up this man out of his home, right. miles away, yeah. and arrested him for a murder for, for for robbery for some reason. Crazy. No, that would be wild. The man had asked if there was a money room around. They said, mm. "Joe Jones the third, the store's greeter, testified." Was, this is a Walmart, right? <laughs> this is a what is the name of this? You said like it's a, a discount, drug store, like a right? discount drug it's store. Like a CVS, a greeter. I'm like, how big is this store? First of all, I'm like, if I'm walking into a CVS at um, a midnight, the last thing I want is somebody saying, hi. "Don't talk to me." Yeah. I'm in here to buy very dark things. I'm in here to buy things I don't want people to know I'm buying. It's right. midnight. I don't want you to be like, "Hey there, what are you here to get tonight?" Look, man, uh, mind your business. Tell somebody to get the key. I need them to get me something that you can't just grab. Right. I need you to unlock something yeah, for man. me. Yeah, <laughs> don't a greeter. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> y'all know why I'm here at yeah. uh, 11:30 at night. That's embarrassing, dude. All right. Hey, can y'all? Uh, I need the. Uh, can you unlock the yeah. uh, <laughs> the, the extra? <laughs> Go ahead, continue with your story. 
Oh, or you open it because like boom, boom, yeah. boom, it's music playing. Like you know, now you know what I like. What the f- damn, <laughs> <laughs> privacy around here. People looking and shit. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Joe Jones the third, the store's greeter, testified he saw the man run out of the store carrying a bag and a red shirt. Jones said the perpetrator had spoken to him just before the robbery and asked which manager was working. It's a very strange still, question to ask somebody. I don't that. understand. So how wait, they what still you're telling me the is wrong what's the name of the guy who stood the store? What's the his name? Um, David Rawls. David Rawls. Yes. David Rawls is not. He doesn't work. David Rawls is not the floor. No. So the guy who robbed this place. For what a specific question. If it, let's say like when we were working at Abercrombie, yeah. if somebody came in and robbed the place and was like. Who's in Boys One today? Yeah, I'd be like, oh, you work, here. yeah, like you work here. Why do you? How do you have a scheme? They say you know, hey, hey, Al, uh, who, who manages this? <laughs> hey, Alvin, uh, who's which? Which one of the managers is it? Just which one is the is is the district manager visiting yeah. today? Like what? Yeah, how do you know district? The district manager will be visiting. <laughs> nah, I'm guessing. Hey, man, put the money in the. F- <laughs> I just was guessing. I don't know. Put it in. The, put the shit in it now. That's insane. <laughs> That is so. He asked, "What, Matt? What? Why would that matter?" He asked, the "Which one of the managers is working tonight?" Yeah, man. Which managers? Why would that matter? Random robber. That's crazy. And then the so then when he's in his not Batman robber costume, when he's just floor manager, he's asking questions like, "So how do you get into the money room?" If somebody was the robber, that's the office. We call it. We call it the money room. So oh, you call the money room? Why is that? Oh, is a safe in there? Huh? Where? Where would the safe be located if somebody was a robber to come in? Yeah. Oh, it's under the desk. They would never know, though. If you go in, it just it looks like a desk. Thank you. He just know. Yeah. He know now. It's like <laughs> they just hired him, so he's just learning the place. Yeah. And now Why do you carry a gun? You're a, you're a, you just mop floors here. You, you know, but you never know. Yeah. You never know. I do security on the side. <laughs> and I, clean, you know, I, I, I floor watch. Yeah. I floor watch. And he has a very distinct gun. Yeah. And like still, a, nobody, it's like a silver chrome barrel spinning gun. And they're like. I thought that gun looked familiar, but you know, we didn't really pay much mind to any of the thing, the questions that he asked yeah. and stuff. We just we were like we were being robbed. Yeah. But I did notice that, yeah, uh Otis has that same pistol. But he's like six foot seven and is like <laughs> three hundred pounds. Like, how do you Such not know that's that's Otis? How how nobody <laughs> that's crazy. And then they they rest they rest David Ross who's like six one <laughs> and like two hundred something pounds. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, so Rawls worked for the cleaning company that the store used and he fit the description of the robber. Uh, he fit the description of the store robber employees gave police gathered a photo array uh, of, of potential suspects, including Rawls. All the employees picked Rawls as the person they saw. Wow. That is like the pitch to just picture that you being in that situation was like, uh, it's, it's one of my it's biggest just, fears. So, I mean, when they get, so, I mean like, so when they get the, and they line these people up. That whole lineup thing doesn't happen anymore. It's yeah. just photos. Oh, oh, so it's, it's not like guys in a like behind them. But the glass it was like that at some point, though, right? Sure, I'm sure. It so was. I mean, were those people already arrested? That I don't know. I would love to know. They That's just, a good question. They're not like, hey, Mike. Yeah, come down come, here we, and do a lineup. So, hey, man, I'm I'm home. I'm home chilling. Not only that, but like they could pick you, <laughs> yeah. and you didn't do it because you have braids, and that's the that's the part that's, that's the scary for part. me. That right? Because it's like and it's like I wait, did, what? Yeah, I, was I was home yesterday. <laughs> a, a guy circled you, in a in a in, on a that's on a page of, on a on a page of faces. Yeah, you have braids. That's why. and a nose. Yeah, so he thought it was you. Yeah, and that dude has like one eye. <laughs> dude has <laughs> terrible vision. <laughs> this guy's 
this guy has astigmatism. Like he doesn't know anything. He can't see. He can't see ten feet in front of him. But he circled <laughs> you. Pick me. So you're under arrest. That's fucked up. And now you, you might now, now you, you now you're long years. shot. Wow. Now you're long shot. You need wow. some miracle to happen for you now. <laughs> wow. That's how crazy that that's you, that's, wild, the justice man. system could just start spinning. And you're like, but I didn't do anything. It's and like, you're in man, front of a judge with the handcuffs on. You got a big suit on. You're like, I didn't even know. Why am I? And, they, and then there's somebody next to you being like a public defendant who is like overworked. He's like, don't say anything. I got yeah. this. Oh, uh, we'd like to take a plea. And you're like, wait, what? No, but I didn't do it. No, don't say anything. It's going to be worse. We're like, no, just let me. I would be like, just let me. I'll, I'll go out like that. That's, That's how you end up like Ronnie Coleman, though. See, me, oh, in that situation, obviously a way less serious offense, yeah. like a fucking carjacking or something. I, I, there would be viral footage of me going out like Ronnie Coleman because I'd be like, I didn't do this. Yeah. You're fired. I'd be like right there on, in yeah. the court. Like, You're fired. Your Honor. Okay. So I was at home. <laughs> uh, I, for the last 29 years of my life, has al- have always gotten conservative haircuts. I always do a low, <laughs> tight haircut because I don't want to be caught up in the trends and then I end up arrested because I have dreadlocks or something where a lot of people have them. Yeah. I finally have grown my hair out a little bit and now I've fallen into being described as seven other people and that's why I'm here. Yeah. It's because of the hair. So I'm going to shave all of my hair off right here in the courtroom right now and like, oh, this dude's out of his mind. Yeah, He throw definitely him, did it. Throw him under the jail. <laughs> he <definitely laughs> he can, he's a minister to society. Don't know. How did he get clippers in here? He's doing some kind of protest. Yeah. Throw him under the jail. You got like kitty scissors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you chop it. Yeah, and then I get tased. You got like a buzz cut. You yeah. got to chop <laughs> your hair off and shit. Or you just pull out a razor and just like yeah, bick take it, it off. Bick, bick, bicking. <laughs> Blood bick. Oh, man. I would go out like that because I would be like, I'm fucking, I'm fucking resolute, right. man. I'm I'm serious about my convictions, man. I did not do anything wrong and I made it this far. I'm, I'm fighting for my life. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, man. It's just like your whole life just changed like that. It's like, it's, and you just caught in the I whirlwind. Didn't do, I was eating a bowl of cereal watching Maury. I, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I was just in the house. I was listening to Certified Lover Boy. And now I'm on trial for eight carjackings. That's crazy, man. How that shit just happened. Mm, that's scary. Uh, so, yeah, so the employees picked Rawls um, as the person they saw. Arrested just days after the robbery, Rawls went to trial in January 1997. He was found guilty on all charges and mm. sentenced to a, a total term of uh, 15 to 50 years. Oh. The Innocence Project uh, works to exonerate wrongly convicted people using DNA testing and criminal justice reform. The Ohio um, Innocence Project and Cincinnati Law was stored in 2003 as the top performing group of the Innocence Network. Innocence Network. Carter isn't isn't. A strong is it is a stranger. I'm tar- sorry to exonerate to exonerate inmates. In 2016, he was he worked for James Parsons, a Nor- a Norwalk man, to overturn his conviction. Parsons was charged with the February 12, 1981, murder uh, of his 41 year old wife Barbara. Mm. He was arrested in 1993 and spent 23 years in, in prison. Now I read I went and read that story, and that shit was like there was a uh, somebody head of the forensic. Uh-huh. Like part whatever yeah and like she was just doing some shady shit over the years and was like so they need to go back and look over any case that she was in charge yeah, and of. then she was she was like on on leave three months before he went to trial so shit got all it was just shit got all confused they didn't know what was where they didn't know what she did with the fingerprints and she was fucking with other fingerprints and mm-hmm. other trials it was a whole it was a whole mess it was crazy 
Um, well, while we're on this, just as a suggestion to you, and then there's probably a ton of people listening who have actually watched the movie, but here's a good recommendation for you that's in this vein of what you're describing. Yeah. You should watch The Fugitive starring Harrison Ford. Fantastic movie. Very much like me, the little scenario of me being like, I'm innocent yeah. in the courtroom. Very, a lot of that type of stuff. Somebody, was killed, that somebody killed his wife. I don't know what it's on. It's like a 30-year-old movie at oh. this point, but it's a, it's a... It's one of those classic movies. It's a really good movie. Okay. I may check it out. You should. Maybe not. Probably Cat- not. Casta <laughs> <laughs> argued the state failed to turn over the personnel file of Michelle Yezo, who was the lady I was just telling you about, gotcha. of the Ohio Barrel of Criminal Investigation, and that Yezo acted with uh, controversial behavior. Mm. So the conviction was overturned in 2016. Casta said the case against Rawls is largely based on eyewitness identifications, which is not Terribly reliable. At all. An application for post-conviction DNA testing was filed for Rawls in August 2015. We did a motion for DNA. Um, Whoever committed the crime used a couple of T-shirts from the store to tie up an employee, Caster said. The police collected the T-shirts, and they certainly would have the perpetrator's DNA. Testing DNA samples from the T-shirt is key to the case, Caster said, but prosecutors contend the state lost the shirts. Mm. Sure they did. Nobody could produce any evidence to if they had been destroyed or where they had gone, Caster said. The court ordered that the police department to search its evidence room for the T-shirts. Caster said a couple of officers went through every box in the room and couldn't find them. Because they got thrown out. Yeah. (laughs) The shirts could have been a great source of evidence, but somewhere along the line, the police got rid of them. Mm -hmm. There is no physical evidence that ties Rawls to the case. Defense, the defense counsel also filed a motion to release records regarding fingerprint evidence, which they didn't do. At Davis' trial, the police said that there were no fingerprints collected, but some evidence said that there was. Caster said officers took fingerprints of employees, he said. Usually you would take, you would take them for um, exclusion purposes to compare them against the ones that you find to eliminate the victim's prints, mm-hmm. Caster said. That's not commonly done unless you have a print from a crime scene we think it's possible that there were fingerprints collected. That motion was filed in July and Caster is still waiting for a ruling. We're very frustrated, he said. We want to move the case along for him. Murderers get granted parole sooner and less time than Rolls has spent in prison. Yeah, nobody died in this. This is a robbery case, right? Yeah. <laughs> so Aggravated he, robbery. I'm not trying to diminish what happened to right, the people that got right. hit in the head, but yeah. like no, nobody, nobody died. Right. 23 so, years, the people get out less time for murdering people yep. in, than this. Yeah. So he could go to he could go to the parole board and say, I did it. I'm sorry. The parole board would look more favorably if mm-hmm. he admits to admits to the crime, Caster said. Mm-hmm. But he's gotten to know Rawls, Caster said, and that's not something he can do. It takes someone very strong and serious about their principles to take a stand against the parole board and assert their innocence, even if it could hurt their chances of being released. So Rawls was released. Mm-hmm. So despite being released, Rawls does not see his fight as over. His goal is to clear his name which I think is very, very important. important yeah. yeah, Police and prosecutors say Rawls robbed the store in, 19, in June 1996. The, stu- the store employees were bound with shirts leading to a kidnapping charge and the assailant ran off with almost $8,000. Mm. So in, in July 2019, Rawls filed a public records request regarding any fingerprint evidence, evidence in the case to, to date has never been ruled on. So still, since two years ago, yeah. he's and still co- trying and to... And then COVID years awash. Yeah. Everything's backed up. Yeah, so he's still like, where... I, Where's the where's the evidence to I clear need to my be name? Exonerated. I exactly. mean, I'm still a convicted felon. Yep. Now released Rawls attorney with the Ohio Innocence Project, Donald Castor filed a new public record 
request for any forensic testing pertaining to the robbery. Castor previously told the reflector he believes fingerprints evidence was collected from the scene. Despite being there, despite there being journal entries of, of late, latent fingerprints being collected by police at the scene and of victims, these fingerprints did not appear in court and were not handed over um, to the defense. So for Rawls, for Rawls, the importance of the evidence is critical. So he, this is a couple of quotes from him. Uh-huh. So it's something that should have been brought to trial, he said. Fingerprints alone is a knockout punch because it's protocol and procedures from day one when you go to any crime scene, yes. period. Mm-hmm. He said once this report is public, he can show that the officers did not did take fingerprints for analysis after telling the grand jury they didn't. We'll clear his name. I'll have peace of mind when I have that. I have a right to, Rawl said. The forensics tell the truth. He said he felt like he was going to be left to die in prison considering a judge would not rule on his records request after after having new evidence. If offered, Rawl said he did not want to make a deal. Mm. I'm going to clear my name. You lose a lot. You try to do good and they take it away from you, he said. I don't hate anyone, but they've got to be held accountable. That's just how it is. That's the part that's going to be really difficult for him. Yeah. So he, so he saying like, I'm not mad, you know, he, he, to me, how I read that is like, you know, this happens, but justice needs to be served. The people that did stuff this need to be people need to be held accountable for making these type of mistakes and ruining people's lives. But the problem is if we're if we're really gonna play the game that he is describing, it wasn't a mistake. They withheld evidence on purpose to get a conviction. Oh yeah. Absolutely. They lost, quote unquote, the yeah. shirt yep. because it would look bad of them on them trying to get a conviction. Yep. So these were not accidents. These were games that prosecutors play every day in this country yeah. to lose evidence, lose a witness, not call the... Especially not, once not, they zero in on something. Yeah, when they, if it doesn't fit your narrative, yep. eliminate it. We don't need some person coming in here and going, oh, yeah, no, he was at my house. F- lose that lady. Yep. Don't put her on the witness list. Don't bring her up. Don't let the defense find out about her. That's the game we're playing. Oh, the shirt, hey, lose it. It's gone. It's not there. Oh, we don't know what happened to it. We're transferring it from another precinct. And it just just gone. Yeah, this type of shit that happens, man. So I don't think he's gonna get that. So the idea that he already has taken off any kind of deal where they go, here, man, sign this, and we'll we'll exonerate you, but just say like it was an accident. <laughs> that he's like, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I want the person who fucked up laid before me. It's like, yeah. well, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get that. that. Yeah, but I, I respect the fight, though. Oh, I'm, I ho- and I hope he wins. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a tough fight. Yeah. If you if what you're looking for is for people to take onus and own and 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 own what happened when we know it wasn't a mistake, we know they didn't accidentally not tell the defense about the fingerprints or whatever. Yeah. That wasn't a mistake. Yeah. So you can say like we we just want people to own up to the mistake, but really the real problem is that it wasn't a mistake. Yeah. And it's a systemic problem. Yep. And then that's a whole different conversation that he doesn't have enough juice to try to get. Now, maybe the Innocence Project has enough juice to expose that that story and bring that to the light. But I don't know. Yeah. That's that's That'd that's implicating tough. a lot of fucking because th- it's like, oh, so just this one guy in this one case does this? No. This is common practice. Yeah. Shit disappears. Witnesses don't get called. Fingerprints don't. They don't make it to trial. This is this. This is just common. This is tactics. Yeah. This is why every state in the country is fucking like in the high nineties of conviction rates. You think everybody's just that good at their job? <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. 
So he said that he said the principle of the matter is people ignore that he was wrong, wrongfully convicted. Something he says the forensic reports will prove. You knew about it and you just ignored it. You just let a black man sit in jail, Rawls said. Even though he's released, Rawls is still on parole and has to be has to report to parole, has to report to a parole officer. That's tough. Still, and any, I, I any, any infraction, any small mistake, you can end up back in prison. Like I didn't, but, but I didn't do it. Yeah. And I, I, I'm on, I'm on uh, probation. Yeah. And that's tough too. That's why I, I, I give a lot of can't credit. leave the country. Can't leave the country. You can't. Oh, so much shit you can't do. You never know what it is you can't like. You can't be caught doing any kind of thing that is on the books illegal. What if I didn't know though? Doesn't matter. It's against the law. If if somebody wants to be a dick or they want to pull you up and then they find out you're on probation, they go, "Oh, you were jaywalking." What's against the? I mean, really, like literally, any infraction could lead you back into. You have to really walk the straight and narrow, and not just straight and narrow. It's like the straight and narrow is a a really thin rope hanging over a cliff, and it's windy. It's like it's not just oh. I have to be a square. It's like yeah. you have to be beyond us. We can't hang out with anybody that's gang affiliated or any felons. So if all of your friends are in gangs or maybe your best friend has a, a felony, you can't be around him. Yeah. Can't be around guns. Well, okay, well, I live in a bad neighborhood. Everybody around me has guns. So none of my friends are felons, but all of my friends have guns on them. Yeah. If, if the <laughs> cops pull up and somebody has a gun, it's like, why are you around guns? Yeah. You're in trouble. It's that kind that's of shit. That. And that's why I say this guy's very brave. And I also pose to you the question, because a lot of uh, people who um, have been exp- uh, shedding light on the fucked up problems with prison and, you know, advocating for prison reform, bring up the fact that um, a lot of times with these young kids, what happens is they'll, they'll you know, get caught selling drugs or, you know, hijacking a car or whatever. And then they'll get offered a plea that says, OK, well, you're going to do 18 months in jail with eight years probation or you're going to do four years outright and a lot of them are saying i mean if i would have known what i knew then i would have just took the four years yeah because the eight years of probation is what gets you caught up in the cycle and you end up serving way more than four years coming yeah. in and out and re reoffending and going back in and out but it's just an easy way to just keep sending you back and funneling you in, th- in and out through the system with that oh man four years but it really is like, well, if you do four years, you can do half of that time yeah. and, and be out back on the streets without probation in 24 months. But they're saying, OK, well, you can do nine months and six years probation. Yeah. And a lot of the but like shit, if I was in front of a judge and they go, we're going to give you six months in jail and three years probation or a year in prison. I probably I mean, I'm, I'm me and me sitting in front of you. I'm taking the fucking six months with take the probation. Go ahead, take the year. That's you go ahead, s- knock it out. <sighs> That's why we're different, man. Go ahead, take the year, man. Go knock it out. You ain't gonna do the whole year. Go but it sounds like I will. One year and six months sound drastically different. And obviously, I mean, in that scenario, I probably would take the year because yeah. that's not that tough. Yeah, that's not that tough sounding. But like eighteen months, five years. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's how they get them. It's like eighteen months with six years probation or five years. Still gotta go. You still gotta be in there. You might just go ahead and do the five. That's a man. I didn't know I was sitting across from goddamn Popeye the Sailor Man. Go ahead I didn't. Go ahead and do the five. Go do the five, man. man. You even put some slang on it. Go, go ahead and do the five. God, get it out no. the way. No, I was going ahead and do twenty. I would just get caught up in the. I would be the. I would be the naive kid who was like, "Give me the eighteen. Get me out of there as quick as possible." 18 and months first, and first day, I'm just hitting whoever the first person I see put me in solitary confinement Fuck the whole that. time. Yeah, I'm doing the whole 18 in solitary confinement. <laughs> and fucking lose your mind. 
But you don't, I don't know. My mind, we all are a little mad sometimes. Nah, man. Shout out to go the ahead, Hattie, man. Go ahead and go ahead and do two and a half. Come on, you may come out a better person. You may read a whole bunch of books while you're in there. You should rap, man. You sound tough. It sounds good. It sounds good. It sounds great, man. You yeah. sound, it sounds good. But me, I'm a bitch, man. Yeah, me too. I'd be in there crying. I'd be in there crying. <laughs> the phone calls my mom would give her. I was like, can you put some money on my books, please? I I just want a honey bun. I just like, I want some of the tastes of home. She's like, they're like, what'd he say? Man, he's a bitch, man. He's talking about home. And like, oh, man, they're making fun of me. Oh, the phone calls. And they record those. Oh, they can make a podcast out of the fucking, oh, the soft ass shit I'd be saying on the phone. Yeah, man. Mommy, I'm scared. <laughs> they would have Don't the crazy. Ass, man. <laughs> Lip quivering, shit. They get that that back of your neck, that back of your neck cry. Where it's like, ah, I'm scared. Yeah. Come get me. She's like, I can't. You're in. I can't. Yeah. It's not camp. You're not at football camp. I can't come. Pick, can you come pick me up? <laughs> like, craziest <laughs> phone calls, man. I'm such a That'd bitch, crazy, man. man. I'm taking the shortest time, and I'll just do probation. You still got to be in there, though. So what's the difference? That's a, such a crazy logic. You, you got to go be in there for way. 12 months. You might as well just go in there for 36 right. months. You got to go in there either way. Oh, that's crazy, man. Oh, that's <laughs> you got to go either way. That's crazy man. logic, man. That's crazy so logic. So then if you, you reoffend, you go back in there. Oh, the, the way I wouldn't reoffend, though. <laughs> the would way know. I would come home, go to my mom's house, and, and just, just be like nothing? in a room <laughs> doing push-ups. That doesn't sound fun at all. Oh, I'll have fun <laughs> in six years. <laughs> like, man, you want to come out tonight? No, I do not. Lose my number. I would have no friends. I'd be like, none of you don't call me. My mom would be my friend. That sounds boring. <laughs> my mom doesn't have a gun and all these things. I know my mom. We go out to lunch nah, and, and and go have nice Panera bread lunches and I come home nah. and go in my room. Nah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, so, even though he's released, mm-hmm. Ross is still on parole and has to, be, has to report to a parole officer. I should be able to move like I want to move, he said. When you break the law, you have to be held accountable. And when you let a man sit for 23 years, something has to be done here. That's facts. Being released has been overwhelming, Raul said, and it feels like he's starting all over. I'm just trying to take it day by day, um, Raul said. Man, also, I feel like, and again, let me make this clear. I'm such a bitch. I feel like sometimes, sometimes, sometimes I feel like a fraud because we're like, man, you know, uh, we're two dudes from Baltimore. I just want to make it clear, I'm such a bitch, man. But I just also <laughs> but I, like I'm. This is no, there's nothing tough about me. But I will say, I feel like this generation is the hardest time to come home from prison, or like at least in like in the last fifteen to twenty years. Yeah, because there's just been such a technological leap. Like if you went in in '96 and come home in 2015. It's a, it's a, it really is. I mean, there's no flying cars and stuff, but it is drastically a different world. Yeah. You know, and I don't know how you catch up. Technology has been implemented in so many facets, facets of society. I think you can catch up, though. I don't know, man. I work with a lot of ex-felons. And they just like, they got to have flip phones them? Man, well, uh, well, they tried to automate us, you know, when you call out of work. Yeah. They tried to make it an app. That's and how they, had up, they had almost an uh, uproar. That's this how, is I mean, ageism. I don't know how to, because right, what it was was you your call. call. That's how it is. And I you go, I am your number, like yeah. your work You got to talk to somebody? No, it's like automated. It's a, it's a voicemail. That's how it used to be? Uh-huh. Oh, I but think. no, but because of how much of an uproar it was, yeah. they kept that. 
but you can also use the app, which is obviously oh, okay. I'm young, so it's easier. Yeah, but the there's app. dudes at my job and women at my job who are like, yes, uh, Pauline Smith, number six three four three. I will not be coming to work tomorrow. I will not be coming <laughs> to work tomorrow. And that's how they and it's they won't adjust. Yeah. That's how some people is I was at my job when we first got the the you can do it on a computer now. Uh-huh. And it was a guy shot the missing newbie. I don't know. He might have retired <laughs> by now. I don't know. But he loves this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Noobs? <laughs> yeah, Mr. My guy. <laughs> he come in there and uh like, yeah, I don't I don't use it. I, I call and tell him. I'm going <laughs> I ain't using no damn computer. I call him and t- <laughs> tell him. I used to be dying every time we said yeah. that, man. But in within that world, yeah. oh man, I don't know how many old people you work with, or like and them. like talk to. Within that world, there's Nicki Minaj type of shit too. It's like, man, you know, if you call somebody that a number that's not saved in your phone, they can get your bank account. <laughs> You'd be like, what are you talking about? They just they don't know, so they just all make shit up, and it goes yeah. from you know how many fucking times I'm at work and some old person is like, oh, so you just go on websites on your phone. I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I don't do that. That's how you get telemarketers call you. Damn. I remember when I did my, uh, when my we had to do, because we had bigger trucks for work or whatever, mm-hmm. and he had to go and do a little test with whatever the guy. My driving instructor was like, he kept getting spam calls. Yeah. And it was like, his phone was going off like every minute. It's like, no spam call me. No spam. I'm like, block block the number. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I, I, just, I just ignore it. <laughs> Your phone was ringing off the constantly, hook. Constantly, battery dying. <laughs> Phone always got a double double tap all day long. I think you can catch up, though, man. I believe it, but it's not easy. Yeah, is my point. <laughs> it's not easy, and then along the way, you might get your identity stolen and yeah. all kind of shit, man. <laughs> he said, "If you got your phone number, you get your identity." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't had all kind of crazy conversations like this. Oh, it's, it's insane. <laughs> That's funny. You know what this conversation reminds me of? The you know what commercials I love? The ones where it's like. I can't remember. It was, it's the ones where it's can't like can't love it that much. They, no, no, I mean, <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know what the, I don't know what the brand My is. I don't, know, I don't know. I don't know what's whatever. But it's the commercials where it's like is it the two guys to, in Sonic? They no, they trying to they trying to teach you not to how to be your parents. Oh, that is great. <laughs> I love so those commercials. that's a great shirt. Doesn't look familiar. It's like wearing the shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love those. Yeah, I love those those are great. It was like but Joaquin. Love, I love yeah. Kia <laughs> Noah. But I, I do love those commercials, but I'm also anti those commercials. You know why? Why well, I have a conspiracy. Follow me, right? So I, oh. listen, just listen. Follow me because I'm you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be with me at the okay. end. Flow, because that's okay. progressive. Okay, those commercials are progressive. Those, oh, okay, gotcha. I think Flow. She leaving? No. Oh, I think they want her to leave because she's making too much fucking money. Mm-hmm. Flow is now bigger than the brand of progressive. Yeah. I don't have, I don't know anybody that has progressive. I'm sure people have progressive insurance, yeah. but I think she's more famous than the, than the people she's getting to get progressive insurance. Mm. And they're ha- now because they she's so famous, so they have to pay her so much money. Mm. So now they started trying to phase her out. First it started with, they had other people wearing flow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you see, you follow yeah, me, right? Yeah, yeah. They had other people. They had, they even have a girl that kind of looks like her. That's like boring. She's like, I don't really want to do that, yeah. but she looks like flow. Right. So they started bringing in the crew. Then she was gone. They just had the crew. Yeah. She was gone for a bit. Then they started phasing her in lightly. Like mm-hmm. she, she would come in at the end of at the little last bit of the commercial. She opened the door like, hey, what's going on in here? Yeah. You guys destroyed the house. I think they, that's how they pay her a little less money. Mm-hmm. They're like, Cause you're not the main star. The, so they're trying to phase her out, but it wasn't working. Cause when they went that route with still doing the, like people wearing aprons and shit. Yeah. People were like, where's flow? 
Yeah. So now they got this new dude. Because like they on vacation and shit. Oh, they yeah, are yeah. trying to. There's been commercials where none of them say anything. Like they just there's <laughs> like they don't talk. Yeah. And it's like I think it's all of them trying to find ways to pay her less money. Mm. And now this new thing is hilarious. Oh, yeah. I love it's I funny love it. as hell. Yeah, I love it. He comes in, he's like, your pants don't have to be that high. Yeah. Okay, we have enough signs. Yeah. I love the guy's <laughs> energy, his delivery's great. Yeah. I love the concept. He was like, don't the guy walks best with the colorful hair. He's like, don't. Yeah, don't, don't say anything. He said, Bloo! I said, whatever else dies. That's his whole funny. <laughs> it's a great concept. It, it's a yeah. great commercial. Yeah. But I think that if if they had it their way, if it if it does good enough, they'll just be doing those now and phase mm-hmm. flow out. Yeah. Now okay. who got it right? Geico. The lizard is just a cartoon. Yeah. It could be anybody that's British or Australian or whatever he is, and yeah. it's just a lizard. They don't got to pay him anything. No. He's made up. But when you fuck up when you put a mascot to it. Mm. And you know who caught it. This is the this is where I'm gonna end the conspiracy with these people that get paid for these national media commercials. You remember Lil Sweet? No. The Dr. Pepper dude. He come in on a on a mini horse and be like, that's the sweetness taste. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They only did like five of those commercials. They got a like Prince? Yeah. Oh, yeah. First yeah. of all, that's Justin Guarini. He was on American Idol. That guy's, oh. he resurrected his career. But I think that they saw, oh, people mm-hmm. like this. Yeah. And we're not trying to be paying this dude t- to be the new face of Dr. Pepper. So they put the end to Lil Sweet Fast. Damn. But progressive. I like those commercials. What about, what about the um, Sprint, the Verizon guy? The Verizon guy, oh, He's he one of the to, biggest finesses. He went to Sprint. He went to Sprint. Yeah. But it didn't matter. Nobody really, it's not like, nobody was getting Verizon back in 06 because of the Verizon guy. Yeah. It was just a commercial. It worked or whatever. He was he was the mascot. Yeah. They thought that paying him to come over to Sprint was going to be like, oh shit. Yeah. People are going to leave Verizon to go over to Sprint. But no. So then they had to pay him for his national commercials. Yeah. They, he did a few of them. Mm. And then they stopped doing it because they were like, first, oh, this, first of all, this is mad cheesy. <laughs> we look like fucking super salty that we stole. We like stole yeah. your old mascot well, you from 10 years ago. Yeah. But then they had to commit and pay him out for the whatever com- the commitment they made to the commercials. But mm. you see, he's not doing it anymore. Yeah. They got him out of it because they were like, this isn't working. I think this makes us look worse. What about the Six Flags guy? The old man that would dance? Yeah. This is pre, this is pre uh, like um, I'm just thinking social that was like, like t- Twitter and stuff that could go viral. But he was big. I know but he wasn't big enough to where they had to pay him for the next ten mm, years because gotcha. he's on all the before the Hulu videos yeah. come on. And I stuff. was wondering why they just stopped doing like they were good commercials, but why did, it's like why they the Six stopped. Flags guy? I'm, I'm just saying, just in, just, the just ones in, general. in general. Oh yeah, because at some them. point people get to a point where mm. that lady Flo, I don't even know her real name, but that lady is making millions of dollars from I those bet. campaigns. They're national campaigns, and she's like. A celebrity. Yeah. That she's making millions of people who aren't celebrities. First time campaigns, first time national campaigns, you make hundreds of thousands of dollars. Dang. So they're definitely paying her millions of dollars. And I think that they're like, she's Halloween costumes and shit. I think that they're trying to phase her out or they tried to and it didn't work. So now they're trying to do a whole new campaign with the yeah. dad, with the dad guy. And it is, I like it. I mean, it's funny. It right now. But it's not, they're just it's not flow. getting business. It's not flow. Yeah. I'm sure the progressive is doing fine. I'm sure they're getting, but I'm sure the amount of business that they get is, is a, a hit is being taken by having to pay Absolutely. her millions of dollars. So, yeah. She's yeah. getting paid millions. Be clear. Flo is getting the bag <laughs> flow from progressive is getting paid millions of dollars. Yeah. I don't know if there's a more recognizable, there's not many uh, spokespeople left. Jared Fogle is in all under the jail. Who the fuck is that? Subway. Subway guy. guy? Oh, yeah. yeah. And have you listened to the Fogle tapes? 
No. Oh, woo. No, he was a, a pedophile. I know that, but I mean, like, but wait. they caught him on tape being like, "Yeah, I used to love when the little boys." Oh just, no! I don't oh, it's Chris. So dark, man. It's so dark. But there's not many mascot. There's not many spokespeople. She's definitely like number one. I can't think of a bigger person who's like, "Oh, this person is the face of a brand," as like a made up person. There's not many. She's the number one. The Hamburglar. When's the last time you seen a? <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I mean, it's just a cartoon character. I'm talking about like the the cavemen. I know. Remember when Geico had the cavemen? Oh yeah, that type of shit. There's that. not. She's the number one of that now. There's nobody else that's even on her level when it comes to like commercial people. Damn, I can't think of nothing. There's nobody because there's nobody that's on her level. Hmm. You could probably think of some commercials, but like I said, they got a little sweet out. They got a little sweet out of here. I think they saw. He was magnetic, bro. Yeah. He would come in, slide in on the, it's sweet. Yeah. Oh, it was hilarious. It's Prince vibes. Exactly. <laughs> you're telling me everybody loved it and so they just stopped doing it? Come on, bro. They didn't want to pay that man money, money. That's crazy. You know? Chris I mean, Paul. I didn't get Dr. Pepper, but you know. I don't even fuck with Dr. Pepper like that. It is an underrated soda. Yeah, it is. But but then, so when you really start to talk about it, you have to go to like actual celebrities. Cliff. Cliff Paul. Yeah, yeah, LeBron is one of the funniest commercial people. Because Cliff Paul ain't even in it no more. No, but I think that's probably because it. Well, now now he's just Chris Paul. Now he just does it as Chris Paul. But I'm saying that he's not the main. It's the other guy. Now. I think they probably just wanted to change it up. I think so. But my point is, like, they pay him. He's getting paid millions of dollars, but he's Chris Paul. He's getting paid millions of dollars to do anything that he does. Yeah. I'm talking about. I don't even know this. Here's another one: the AT and T girl, but she's not even as big. AT and T girl. The girl, she just will be like, you walk into the store and she's like sitting, and she'll be like, hey, what's up? Welcome to AT and T. The ones that write on the she's writing on the whiteboard. Yeah, or something uh-huh. like that? yeah, oh. that girl. Eh. But that's what I'm. She's not. Her shit doesn't hit. Nah, flow's like flow. the one. I like flow. Flow's the one, and I think they're trying to phase flow out. So that's why I'm kind of ants because I like that she's getting over on them like that. I want them to keep having to pay flow that money. So I do think that those fucking don't be your parents commercials are hilarious. Yeah, but I see the I see the I see what they're trying to do. Mm. They're yeah, trying man. to test the waters to be like, will people forget about flow if I these are funny that. enough? So that's my conspiracy. Yeah, you got about, me on that. I can. That's all I'm saying, bro. Every conspiracy isn't about like fucking. There's people in the middle of the earth and aliens. And sometimes it's just like, look, man, I think I think this is what's happening. And he, I pre- presented you my argument. Yeah. And it's not crazy. But why why does that come up, though? What do you mean? Why do you just think about stuff like that? Oh, man, if I could tell you why my brain does some <laughs> of the things that do, I don't know why. Because I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair, man. I, that's a good point. I don't know why. I'm I don't not know. getting any money. I don't give a shit. I just think it's... I don't hilarious. know why I care. That's a good point. That's a good question. I don't know why well, I you care. like... Hmm. I'm like, man, okay, why is Flo not in this? Okay, why is she not in this progressive commercial? That's like three progressive commercials I've seen, and Flo's not in it. I and didn't even know they were new. I didn't even know they progressive commercials until you just told me. Oh, man, no, this has been one I've been on <laughs> for a while now. I've been on this for like a year now. That's insane. I've been on this. This has been one I've been really scoping out for like a year now. I wonder if anybody else like, I, I thought the same thing. I'm sure there has to be. Yeah. Has to be. Cause that's crazy. <laughs> it's not crazy. It cause is. you, cause you get it when I, I lay it I, out, right? I mean, little, but why, why, why am I even you, seeing it in yeah. the first place? I don't know, man. I'm like Charlie from Always Sunny. I got the strings on the board. I'm like, okay, so Pepe Sylvia. Yeah, like, <laughs> Pepe Sylvia. Pepe Sylvia. Pepe Sylvia. Why is Flo not in this commercial? She's not over here. She's over there. That's me in my household. So when you ask me why, I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, manic and insane, okay. but that's how my brain works. Yeah, man. So I got the little strings on the wall. I'm like, okay, so Flo wasn't in this commercial. Then this yeah. old man is on this commercial. He's funny. Why do they want him to be funnier than Flo? Why isn't she talking in this commercial? And yeah, yeah. you know what? That might be manic. Um, that might be having some kind <laughs> yeah. of mania or something, going through a spiral or some kind. But. You know something, man? 
it's you know it's, it's all about content, man. Yeah, and I you know and I, we went on a rant. Oh yeah, we <laughs> big time. This is uh this uh, this is throwback. This is this might be a <laughs> this, this might be a a tangathon, man. Yeah. This, might, this might be tangathon yeah. part four or one of those. <laughs> yeah. But uh, let's go ahead and cut it short. We're gonna go ahead and get into these good vibes, man. Uh, you know, were those good enough vibes? Should we just le- no? Nah, let's do no, good vibes, no. man. Let's get into good vibes. <laughs> Welcome back. It's time for our good vibes segment. I mean, I think you know our last segment we ended up on good twenty minute on, rant. On, yeah, on, on on a progressive auto yeah, insurance on pretty a pretty good note. Yeah, for a lot of listen. So I think I, I think I'm glad we went there because I think the first half was heavy. Yeah, and then your story was yeah. kind of in the middle, and That's so what we that do, that prepped us up. That prepped yeah. us up to take it in things and on a light note. That's what we do. That's what we do. So um, I kind of wonder. It's, it's kind of like a, it's not like a good vibe, but it's just I think it will spark up a good conversation between me and you, and sure. I kind of want you to get your, get your thoughts about it. So we know that when COVID hit, mm-hmm. unforeseeable thing that happened in this world, and it was like, yes, everything people, changed. Like people, yeah, everything changed. People was losing jobs, yes. businesses were closing. Now, twenty twenty one, you see a lot of we're hiring signs. Yes. So it says around four thousand. And 50 employers from 43 countries who are willing to look past past people's recreational drug use if it means filling vacant positions. Well, you look at that. A survey conducted by the staffing firm of Manpower Group suggested that 9% Siri? Sorry. What? 9 per Siri. 9 per Siri. Uh, probably. <laughs> so that 9%. Siri so, Siri's so arrogant. Anything that starts with an S should be like, what? Yeah, Siri? right. I'm talking to you. 9% of more than 45,000 employees worldwide were eliminating job screenings or drug tests as an incentive to attract and retain in-demand talent. And it was like, the question is, do you think companies should be drug testing people at work? I don't think they should be drug testing people at all, period. But, right. You but know, I kind of, as I, an incentive to get people to come to work. Yeah. I guess, yeah. yeah. Reading that, I'm like, um, I kind of, let me, let me just get your thoughts on what I'm about to say. Shoot. So, Reading that, and then when COVID hit, companies are, you know, I guess you could say downsizing mm-hmm. and trying to save money. Yep. And now that businesses are back open again, they're like, you see, we're hiring signs. They're everywhere. And at, people, at $20 an hour. Right, and at, at, everywhere. And people are like, nah, yeah. I don't. I've changed again, my like whole you said, Like you said yeah. earlier, I'm, I'm going to go chase my dreams because yeah. I think mm-hmm. this was a moment where I should do that. Yeah. So fuck, I get, I'm getting unemployment, so fuck you guys. Yeah. And it's like, and I kind of want to know, I asked Steph about this too, like, are they, when they say we're hiring, are they reaching out to the people they laid off first? Yeah. That's, that's what was, is that what they supposed well, to Well, that's do? what was happening in the service industry when COVID was still unclear. Okay. They, they, when the unemployment was starting to dip to run, like we were coming close to where the unemployment, how they had like extra. Yeah. When that was coming to an end, they would call, people were calling their employees and basically being like, either you come to work on Friday or you're fired. They were really forcing a lot of people's hands. I knew some people yeah. in the service industry that like just had to go back to work. And this was six, seven months ago. Yeah. So we still were in the midst of the pandemic and they were like, well, we don't care either you are going to come into work or you're fired. And this was when it was like, you can't dine in. Yeah. It was like crazy or yeah. it was flip flopping. They didn't know the rules. The capacity kept getting lower that time. Yeah. That was crazy. And restaurants were like 
35% capacity. What is even, what is that? Right. You know, that was the point where they were calling their employees who are still on the books to be like, hey, listen, I don't care how much you're getting in unemployment. Either you come into work or you're fired. Yeah. I don't even know if that's legal or not, but it was happening to people. Now, at this point, a lot of those people could be long gone. So they're just reaching yeah. out to any, but those signs are for anybody. Anybody. Like if, if you're if you're jobless, <laughs> Come in. You yeah. don't even have to do a drug test. They got sign-on incentives and all kinds mm-hmm. of, buy, you know, you can make $500 or something. Well, know, it's but. an interesting time. This has been, I've been keeping up with Brexit a little bit. It's like government stuff that's happening over in the in the United Kingdom. And what's happening in the UK right now is that they are having, their job unemployment numbers are falling. Mm-hmm. But it's bad because they the job unemployment numbers are falling because they have more jobs than they do people to fill the jobs. Yeah. So what's happening is they're now lowering the bar mm-hmm. for people. Like, you know, if you wanted to be an over the road truck driver, the test might've used to be this difficult. Yeah. But now we're in desperate need of over the road truck drivers. So the test is now half as hard as it used to be. Yeah. But now you're putting out less qualified drivers because you're desperate to fill the labor yeah. spots. And that's a, the perfect example for that is the United States Postal Service. There's so many. It's not enough. It's not enough routes. I mean, it's not enough people to fill all the routes routes that's open. And sometimes people are not getting mail every day because you're overworking like ten people when there should be thirty people doing the job. Exactly. And now the the um, this this probably could just go for any company, Mm -hmm. but now the uh, management don't have the power that they used to. Mm. And I mean by that is because like attendance is down, so Mm. they can't go. They can't hey, punish people yeah. for attendance. Either do this or like, you're fired or whatever. It's like because now it's like we don't we, we don't, need you exactly. We not, we're not in a position to do that. I mean, it sounds like a good time to be one of those people that's still there though. Eh, well, <laughs> I mean, hard, <laughs> but it sounds like you got a lot of leverage. Yeah, that's good. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's gonna be some long work days and stuff, but like yeah. you you could they can be as many as long days as you want yeah. and many hours as you want and everything, and nobody can really no do anything. And to people you. take advantage <laughs> of it. Yeah, and I don't blame them. I don't I don't blame them. Not, not not at all. Because oh, you, so are you saying that like? Six years ago, you you didn't see as much being people being like, "I'm not going into work today." Yeah. Oh no, that wasn't. So you're no, saying no, that's no, no, like no. that's people the, seeing that the tides have changed because of yes. COVID and people being like, "Ah, oh, no, I'm not coming in." Yeah, because people was like, you know, you and you won't fire me. Punishment for attendance and not coming in. Now it's like they need you. You y'all y'all need us. Wow. Yeah, man. It's like Lord of the Flies. So I mean, you can get like a right, you can get like a write up, but it's like I don't eh, care. You'll, I'll still be at work tomorrow. The trash. Wow. Yeah, man. That's fucking tight. Yeah. No, that's that's sick. I like that. Yeah. I might sign. I might be a, yeah, but a part-time I, job as a postman just to feel what that's like. Yeah, but it's, it's hey, sometimes, you know, you... you so you'd be like, suck my dick. You can't go that Pro- far. Right? I don't know. Probably. You wouldn't test it, but you, but you probably could. Yeah, man. You feel like that's the environment that you probably could do it, though, but well, you won't. Yeah. Well, a lot of businesses made a lot of mistakes, and I think, you know, I'm not going to hear the bash the post service, but sure. I think they made some mistakes, and it's kind of, they backfiring on mm. them a little bit. So. Hey man, well own your leverage, man. That's cool. I mean, it's a good time. It's yeah. always good to have a a leg up at your job. Yeah. However long it lasts. Yeah. Do you feel like there's a foreseeable end to where it's going to be like all of a sudden 150, 200 new hires and everything's going to balance back out? Okay. His silence. I let his silence <laughs> speak for itself. <laughs> I let his silence speak for itself. Uh, friend, friend, my good vibe story is about a man who decided to give bone marrow to soothe his depression. So he did it himself that's interesting mm. and not only did the person that he donated to get cured of her cancer did her cancer go into remission but so did her ms mm. so rather than give in to depression one man chose to fight back in a way that not only changed his own life for the better 
It gave a stranger he'd never met a second chance as well. Gage Tapp had recently moved to Idaho and had part-time custody of one of his kids. Alone and isolated, he admits that he was at an all-time low. It's a great band. Uh, looking for something to help him cope with his sadness and feel more connected, Tap signed up as a donor with the National Bone Marrow Registry. And I have a bone marrow donation story that I will tell at the end of this. And so shout out to him for going through with it. Uh, he said, I felt like my life wasn't worthy very much. So I hope that if, if I that I hope that I gave myself a chance to put some value into my own life by trying to help somebody extend theirs and continuing to stay on the list. And you have to be alive to do that. Tap said tap told today correspondent Carson Daly. Wow. That's what he's mm. doing these days. All right. Shout out to him, man. Uh, it gave me a sense of value to myself that I didn't previously have several months later. Tap got a call to let him know that he'd been identified as a match. Tap says since he was raised to help others in need, in a way, big or small, he just needed to know where and when his marrow could have could be harvested for, for the transplant. The donation was made anonymously. The identity of the recipient didn't matter to Tap. The only thing that he cared about was being able to have a meaningful and positive impact on someone's life. This is why I say, man, giving is selfish, man. And it's a good feeling that comes from it. And that's why people should do it. Be selfish and do something good for somebody. It's okay to feel that feeling of like, wow, man, I'm, I'm really, I'm a really nice person. Yeah. That's so it's whatever. Like if that's why you're giving, that's fine. I don't like when people shame people about that. It's like, oh, you just want to, you just want to feel good about yourself because you did something for somebody. So I did something nice <laughs> for somebody and I feel good about myself. So what? Unless you do it in front of camera. I don't like that. I don't like that. But this is this is not that. Yeah. But I don't like that. Yeah. Don't give me a dollar with the phone in it, with selfie fam, phone on. Yeah. Look, y'all. Y'all, I'm just blessing this person. You just, man, you know, I, I just am so blessed in my life. Are you giving me a speech right yeah, now, man? Like it's that. a dollar. I don't like that. At least give me more money. If you give me a $100 bill, you can do all the speeches <laughs> you want. But people be out here like, oh, he gave this kid $5. Yeah. You know, God works in many ways. He's working through me. I'm out here feeding. I do like a, those videos with where, the Big Mac. Yeah, like you give me this unhealthy ass meal. Yeah, <laughs> I like the videos where people go to restaurants and they give tips on like a fifty dollar meal, and they'll be like, "I tipped you a thousand dollars." Yeah, I do like. There's something those get a pass for me yeah. when I they wish, film those. I wish I could do that. I wish I, I could too. But you know, you don't even tip properly. Yeah, I do. The, you know, I okay. do tip. Oh, look, man, you can say whatever you want. You tip twenty percent, fifteen percent. What? 15% is fine. We have some friends that don't tip it. Well, they're not friends anymore. I'm almost 30 years old. I don't hang out. I don't hang out with people that are like, they want a tip and laugh about it. Like, oh, here's a tip. Not you know, yeah, like, like back in the whole shit. I don't hang out with I, I weeded those people out of my life. As soon as, as soon as I turned like 24 and we started when we would go to dinner, I see people doing that type of shit, I would I'd be like, okay, well, scratch that person. I will never go out to anywhere with them ever again in my life. Oh, uh, who out there saying here's a tip? I'm not gonna say. I never heard nobody say that. Here's a tip. Here's a tip. How about you bring those drinks faster next time? (laughs) Zero, zero, zero. I'm just paying what I. No, come on. I don't do that. I don't do people that split uh, the checks up and all. Man, listen. I have a credit card in my pocket. I'll pay the whole table. Y'all get me back. Get me back, man. Get me back next. Get me back next time. I'm definitely also not gonna like text you later that night. Like, yo, you didn't send the Venmo through. Yeah. Just letting you know it was 25 for you. Your lady, that's us, 18. I got the receipt here. So I'm just saying, send me those through. When that, Get me next time, man. We're grown. Yeah. I don't have time for it. <laughs> Here's a tip. But some people can't, though. Some, some people, people like, I can't. I don't have enough of my car, man. So can we? Can you split the checkup? Those two and us two? I mean, that's not that. That's not crazy. That it's crazy. 
I don't. Now when there's a party of people. I was going to say something very elitist. I don't even, never mind. What? What nah, you about to never, say? Never, never, no, that's course it. <laughs> I don't, I don't go out to dinner with people who can't afford to be going out to dinner. I don't know if what that do sounds. How, how they can't afford? If you me. can't, if it's any questions where it's like, no, nah, man, uh, so any kind of, if you can't just go, the check is here. Any one of us can pick the check up and just pay for the four, four of us. Uh-huh. And then we, you get me back next time or whatever. Anytime it's like, well, damn, okay, well, I only had, I didn't even get any alcoholic drinks. Yeah. So split this, take all the <laughs> drinks and put this. It's like, man, listen, that's, I've had, I haven't had these, those moments in a long time, but the last time something like that happened to me, I paid the whole, I was like, I got it, man. Don't yeah. worry about it. It was so, because I wanted that person to feel embarrassed. Yeah. I wanted them to be like. Man, don't worry about splitting it. I was like, I got it, and just give me next time. I don't even want to, and I'll never be here with you <laughs> ever again. It was so what? What's the word you're going to use? I have a word for it. <laughs> There's no word. No, words. What are words? What are words? Can you come in here like, hey, man, look, I don't feel like I'm elitist, but no. you know. I, well, well, I the, don't, well, the word for it is poor, and I'm not saying I don't want to talk to poor people. <laughs> That's fucked up. I'm not going to say that. I mean, but if you can't afford to go out to dinner, then go out to get food by yourself. Don't, I, listen. I think <laughs> I'm about to get us fucking can't. This is the one. This is the episode. This is the one. I just found it. And I'm going to fucking, I'm going to say it. I don't think that every experience is, uh, oh, is a God given right. Like okay. if you don't, you don't get to go to Fogo the show and just eat whatever you want and whatever, if you don't have the money to do that. And I don't think that that's like crazy. It's not like you have the right oh, to well, eat yeah, food. Yeah. You have yeah. the right if to they eat don't, food. If they don't have the money to go and eat that type of food, yes. But I thought you were saying that if they don't have the money to like, Help with the bill, they shouldn't go. Yeah, I'm saying that as That's well. But if they can go and afford their meal, I don't see what the big deal. Like, hey man, look. Oh, you're gonna... saying you're saying like if they can't afford. No, if you you don't need to be able to afford to pay for the whole table. Yeah, but I'm just saying, don't be weird and like be, splitty don't up. Don't be an and... asshole and be like, I got it, I got it, <laughs> <laughs> and pay the whole thing just to ask somebody. <laughs> just to ask somebody go like, oh, so damn, that's not cool. No. Oh, so I'm sorry. Giving people free food is wrong. I'm the bad guy because I just gave you free. You ate free meal. Okay, well, you could at least be like, it's hey, the man, way it's that, and yeah, I should attack or, or them with the free meal. Be like, yeah, you gonna send me that money? So they can be like, okay, yeah, give I got them a chance you. to have their yeah. like their pride. Like, no, I got it, and just, just don't stop. ever pay me back. Yeah. Don't ever worry about it because you don't have any money anyway. <laughs> and so we, I shouldn't you never gonna see me again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so I so I shouldn't do that. No, okay, that's cool. You know what? Lessons learned. That's what we do. We grow here. We become better people. Don't attack people with generosity, and then never talk to them again. Oh my, that's that what you're saying? I just want to make sure. I guess don't attack people with generosity. And make them feel bad. I hope they get you for this. I hope they. I hope they. They might, man. They get but you, you know something, man? I don't care, man. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Attack me. Right, I don't man. care, man. <laughs> no, I don't. Because I feel. I feel. I'm indignant about that. I feel like don't come out to dinner with me, and then when the check comes out, we're playing who ate what. Because you ate my calamari. And picked around on all the appetizers. It was all Splitsville. And, yeah. Yo, let me get a sip of that. Oh, that drink looks good. Let me try that. Everything was all good. That's how I like it. I love for dinners to be like that. Yeah. Tapas. Everybody got small plates. Oh, let me try that. Yeah, ooh, yeah, yeah. ooh, ooh. But if we do it like that, don't start playing. They're like, well, my main, my entree was just well, the meatballs. They're like, they're like, that wasn't my plate. I'll just, that's you know, what that's I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Now, I did make a blanket statement, but I'm talking specifically no, about I people who you. start to get nitpicky yeah, about the, you. you know, I didn't yeah. get the, my, I only drank water. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but if you they, don't have to pay for everybody's meal, I get that. You don't have to have that they, ability. But if they're like, I didn't have an angry orchard, why do I got to pay for it? Because, <laughs> okay, come on, man. $6? How much is an angry orchard? But, uh, but still, though, you can't get mad at somebody like, hey, man, I didn't have that. I, oh, I can and I do. 
That's crazy. Man. Nah, man, come on. That's crazy. It's on. They they split the bill four ways. That's fine. I'm, but that's fine. Okay. But when you start being like, okay, well, this I didn't say evenly split it because I didn't pay. It shouldn't be evenly split. Yeah. I want what I paid for in my bill, and then exactly. everybody else figure it out. And that's you know how hard that is for a server to do. Is it? Yes, it's incredibly hard. Mm. They can split it four ways, but they don't know who got what. And come on, man. I saw videos. People, was, let me get back to my goodbye story. Yeah. I saw some people. People did a. People went to a like a birthday dinner at Waffle House, that. and it was like thirty people there, and they were like, "We want thirty checks." That's insane. I would never. That's insane. I would never go. One of your friends pays for your birthday dinner. Yeah. That's how. Bir- or like three of your friends pay for your birthday dinner, and then you get the money back or whatever. Thirty checks. Why do you have a thirty-person birthday party? You don't even know them. You're not talking to the person at the end of the table. What is this? Why are we all wearing white at a Waffle House? Crazy. So Waffle that, House is delicious. Enough for you to have a birthday party there. You want to have your thirty first no, birthday no, no, at Waffle just, House next no, year? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Everybody, we're all gonna have a Waffle House birthday party for no, Fran. I won't be there. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I look like. So, <laughs> Where's Fran? Yeah, so. I, I won't be there. <laughs> Back to the story. So the donation was made anonymously, and the identity of the recipient didn't matter to Tap as long as uh, the only thing he cared about was being able to have a meaningful and positive impact on someone's life. But neither he nor the woman his ba- his bone marrow was going to could just could know just how life changing his donation would be would turn out to be. By the time Tia Jensen was diagnosed with leukemia in 2018, she had already been dealing with the effects of multiple sclerosis for two decades. For the last health hurdle, she started a course of chemotherapy at the Seattle Cancer Center Alliance and added her name to the waiting list for a bone marrow donate for a bone marrow donor. After the successful transplant procedure, Jensen was stunned to learn that not only did her leukemia go, had not only had her leukemia gone into remission, but thanks to her newly revitalized immune system, the multiple sclerosis she'd been battling for 20 years was in remission as well. Ecstatic Jensen wanted to reach out and thank her donor. Two years and many letters later, Jensen was eventually given Tap's contact information and the two struck up a correspondence. Though though delayed by by the COVID-19 pandemic, they finally met in person on the set of Good Morning America. Mm. Uh, She said, quote, I've been waiting to meet him for so long. I missed meeting Gage because of the pandemic. And I realized that because of Gage, there's a lot of milestones that I won't miss. I'm alive. I'm here. I'm going to get to start. I'm going to get to be with my family, to be in the memories, Jensen told today's Chanel Jones. A grateful Jensen sees Tap as a true role model to honor him and so that more patients might enjoy recovery stories with similar happy outcomes. Jensen has teamed up with Be The Match for an online donor registration event in hopes of inspiring others to follow his example of getting tested and stepping up to donate if if and when they're matched. She has high hopes for the initiative. Now, I and three of, and two of my friends were going to donate bone marrow back in 2011. We were... <laughs> I don't like... I, sometimes I feel like I, I just like let myself be embarrassed myself for this podcast, mm-hmm. but whatever, right? We were... <laughs> we were going to Miami. And we were working at oh, a yeah, mall. Oh, yeah, remember this. Yeah, we were working yeah, yeah. at a mall job at the time, and we didn't... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. First of all, we shouldn't have wanted to go to Miami. Yeah. Miami's an awful place. It's terrible. It's too expensive. It's full of douchebags and people in white pants. 
And that was broke boys. We were incredibly broke. Yeah. I landed after all of this because what happened was we went, got the um, what do they call it? Uh, the Cora. I can't remember the name right now. But you know, they sit down, they talk to you. Why can't I remember that name right now? A Cora. Cora. I lost it. I can't remember the name right now. But they sit down, they talk to you, give you the rundown of what a bone marrow donation would be. And they tell you how long that needle is <laughs> and how deep it needs to go uh. into your bone. And then they extract the marrow. And it goes in it. your bone? It goes in the bone. It goes in your the the base of your spine, I think. I think it goes Are you in, awake? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. So, but you get like, let's say you get $800. That's it? Bro, $800 would Listen, I landed in Miami. Miami, South Beach, with no, with none, with no money. <laughs> The money I had was spent to get there. Wow. And that money was on a credit card. Yeah, I remember that. So I landed in Miami with no money. I had to call my grandmother to Washington Mutual me uh, $200. And we went for a week. That's crazy. Which is way too long to be in. You go to, for three days. Yeah. Tops. And let people know I was invited. And I didn't go because I didn't have the money. Oh no! I was like, "Who money? Money? What's Fuck gonna that. stop you from no. going?" First of all, we went to no. we got to so many clubs for free. Uh, we got comped so many drinks. We had a great time, but it's not a place for broke boys. <laughs> I got accosted by a homeless person because he asked me for money, and I said, "Oh man, I'm broke." And he said, "You're broke? <laughs> what the hell are you doing in South Beach?" Loudly, like Holy I'm a shit. loser because I don't have any money. Wow! You asked me for money. Yeah, but. Whatever you know, but he expected you had money. He's like, yeah, people in South Beach. That's why I can't, that's why I camp out here. So when yeah. I ask people money, just give me money. <laughs> give me he was he was like offended I was broke. That's great, but still had a great time and whatever. But th- it wasn't as noble of a cause as you know wanting to donate your bone marrow. If you did it, you'd have eight dollars. I know, right? But it would. I'm I'm a bitch, man. I was I was like when I when they told me how long the needle was and None where of y'all they did. no Les was the closest person to think about doing it. And he didn't even do it. So that's a, and I've seen this guy. We've gone to music festivals, and he'll just be like, "I'll see you guys on the last day." And he'll just what? go. He'll just go out into the the. Uh, you know, if you ever been to a music festival, it's just like tents in a parking lot. He'll just go out there and just meet people, and then he'll come back to us the next day. Hasn't showered in a day. He has like a handle of Jameson, a pocket full of Pokemon cards. He's like, yeah, I traded this with this person. I made friends with this tent. And then they'll be like, come on over. They said we can have breakfast with them. And then we just meet new people and they give us bacon and eggs and uh, beer. That's and that's just who he is. He just is like a scavenger. He's a, he's a survivor. That's crazy. And not even he would get that needle in his bones and get that, <laughs> get that money. And that's, that, that told me, you know what? Then it's not crazy that I'm not doing yeah, it. I'll just go without money. I already bought the y'all plane ticket. To, y'all went to the little consultation, whatever you want to call it. Consultation. That's, that's the word I was uh, looking for. Nice. You said something else. I, I was know. going Cora something, yeah. correlation. <laughs> I was like, I was somewhere else. It was giving uh, brain dead. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, consultation, yeah. Um, yeah, so, but I went to, I went to, and we stayed in North Beach. We didn't even stay in South Beach. Yeah. We didn't have enough money to stay in South yeah. Beach. We, we ate McDonald's every day. Ugh. I was 19. Fake ID. Oh, living the dream. Oh, that's different then. That's when McDonald's was delicious. We did like we had we did like the fifty piece. This is when they had the fifty piece nugget. Mm. We were getting fifty piece nuggets. McRibs, nah, McRib wasn't out. Yeah, McRib, you know McRib goes into hibernation like Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> like it just comes out like every twenty three days. It gets to be a McRib. The McRib. Yeah. So no, no McRibs were out. But no, I think that's incredibly noble that that dude. Yeah. First of all, put himself on the donor list, and when the call came, went and did it. That's some things was, you hype for, and then when it actually happened, yeah, because like, nah, you do you know. do it. 
in the moment you might yeah. be like, oh, this is really that's a great cause and stuff. Yeah. But then they might not call you for six months. Yeah. And you go, I'm in a way different space than I was that day. I went in and put my name on that paper. Right. So I'm not going to be coming into that. He went in. He went in and he did that, man. That's beautiful. That's incredibly beautiful, and I salute him. Oh, but um, yeah, man. Um, yeah, those some good vibes. I thought. This yeah. was, I think this was a very a like episode. this. This is a, yeah. I think this is a very. I'm interested. I'm interested to see what the feedback is because we got we went all over the place. Yeah, we was all over the place. I, ironically, the beginning conversation I'm less concerned about than how people might react to me being like, "Don't come out and eat with me if you don't have money." Because I don't, I think I feel like that might be controversial in 2021. Yeah, I don't think that that's that crazy. Go buy some you, groceries. At least, at least you putting it out there. Go buy some groceries and eat at home. Yeah, but at least when you put it out there, when we go to Vegas, mm-hmm. people are like, oh, we can't, we can't go to dinner with them. No. Oh, we can't no. go to dinner with Al. You can come with me. You can't go to dinner with Al. Yeah, you, you go to dinner with Fran and then because we duck are, off on the check. We are splitting the check. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not paying for nobody shit. They're like, but you have a HelloFresh sponsorship on your podcast. Is this not on you? No. No, it's not. I didn't have a uh, uh, Long Island iced tea. You pay for that. <laughs> I didn't have that. I had a glass of water. I was drinking water the whole night. I didn't have any alcoholic beverages. So uh, split those. Put those on those people's checks, please. And thank you. Uh, uh, <laughs> the new J Balvin, J Balvin album is great. Is Check it? it. I listen to it. Yeah, I'm a J Balvin, man. Yeah. He's like, he, when Bad Bunny's not out. I listen to J Balvin. Yeah, I, just, I, like, I like his music. Yeah, he's good, man. J Balvin's good, but you know it's Bad Bunny over everything. Yeah. Anyway, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not. What? I'm not gonna say nothing crazy. Go ahead. No, no. Whoa, no, no, hold no. on, man. I like J Balvin though. What were you gonna say? I don't know. No, I like J Balvin. I think his music is different, but Bad Bunny is better. <sighs> Thank you. That's all. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's that's all. We're gonna leave on that note. I've been Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Franco Evans, and we'll see you guys next week. Deuces. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park